Hey, listener, what's up? Thanks for pressing play. We got a weird, crazy show for you this week as we cover such topics as the Photoshop fail of the new Tomb Raider poster, details of the new Terminator movie, the music of Justice League, Warner Brothers rethinking this whole shared universe thing, and the trailer for Marvel's Punisher on Netflix, and a whole bunch more. Plus, you'll get our thoughts on the premiere episodes of Star Trek Discovery and most of season three of Game of Thrones. Boy, we go from Harry Knowles to Hugh Hefner on this wacky ride. That is the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, September 29th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Ah, yes. Welcome, my listener, to the majestic uh, King's Landing. I mean, welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. For your weekly geek fest, where we're giving you comic book and superhero related news, reviews, and interviews. Now with more Game of Thrones. Jock and Nerd in 2017. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. And joining us, he's felty, he's furry. Sometimes his uh, language is slurry. Uh, his name oh, is Rugberto so Bambino, bad. but we call him Rugboy. What's up, Rugs? What's up, motherfuckers? I'm back. Uh, what's the problem, Anthony? So that was terrible. Yeah, that was you're, pretty you're bad. Li- you're a little. You're a little. You're off your game. I'm, I'm in a weird mood. What's 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 going on? You're finally acting like a 45 year old man <laughs> should act. Like just oh. bad dad humor. Oh. oh, all right. So I'm just oh. I'm just showing my age. Please, how's everybody doing? Well, usually to the show. you act like oh, way older. But now you're acting like just cornball. Okay, so I'm, I've actually aged it down a little. I'm trying to get yeah. younger. I'm trying to get younger. It's you still all look really like shit. confused at this point. <laughs> I don't know you still look on. like shit is what all it Listen, what, if you're a first-time listener, you're also probably confused. Don't be. This is all harmless. We won't bite hard. Here's what we do here on this show, listener. We're going to give you some geek news. We're going to cover. we got some trailers, some posters, a uh, couple of really interesting topics. And then we're going to talk about some television. We're going to give you uh, Star Trek Discovery. And a little bit of Game of Thrones talk. And I got a lot of reviews from our listeners. I got a lot of listener comments. Uh, it's going to be great. I'm in a really weird mood, fellas. Okay. Okay. All right. Just, just keep that in mind. Your period came. Maybe. Yeah, what does what what a weird <laughs> mood for Imran mean? A weird mood means like I'm anxious, but I'm also excited. And uh, for what? My, Why are my, you anxious? My nipples are hard. Geek mode. I have what that you, also. What are you anxious about? Because Inhumans is on currently, and you want to watch that instead of do the show. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think it better not be that. I want to hate oh, watch God. that. I, so look, I'm excited to hate watch that. But before we get to the news, I want to tell the new listener: check out our last show because it was hilarious. It's a it's a series we do here called "What the Fuck Happened." Where we take a high-profile comic book bomb of the movie, and our buddy Matt Delhauer expertly recaps uh, said bomb of a movie. And we were talking about 2003's Daredevil. Uh, and I have a couple of bones to pick with you guys. Oh, really? Nah, not really. Oh. But uh, <laughs> first, like first of all, like Delhauer is just—he has such joy in ripping apart these movies. Yes, he does. He's like a- he, you could tell he's like really enjoying it. 
But uh, the thing is, is like, he, you guys are ripping on the fucking soundtrack. Yes. And I'm like, of that metal. I'm like, that was fucking awesome for its time. Like it's it's maybe it's dated, but I mean it's not like it's I mean, the Chad Kroger song. Okay, you're right about that. But it's Nickelback when before even anybody hated Nickelback. But so it was like it's, it's right now to look back at it and go that was fucking shit music. But Evanescence is still cool to me. I'm sorry, I still think it's cool like music. Ooh, you you might be alone in that one. No, I like Amy Lee's voice. I'm sorry, like I I think she's actually a good singer, and so that's I'm gonna do. I maybe it's because it's Christian music that's it's got that stigma. But it's I don't know. it's just a great time capsule. I was, of that I'm era. happy that that Evanescence. I heard Evanescence in my life. I don't know. I thought it was cool. <laughs> I really don't think it. I think it brought something to me. I think actually, I don't know. Fuck, it, it woke you up inside. It, 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 a little bit. The rapping it, I didn't like. It, the rapping of the see? other guy yeah. I don't like. But I like her singing to the metal. I think that's awesome. There's a band called Lacuna Coil that's Italian. Yeah, yeah. And they do that shit too. But like they did, they do it just as good as Lacuna Coil. I think. It's just a nice time capsule of the thing. Uh, yeah, it is dated, yeah. but I mean, it yeah. dates the movie. It's not like it's terrible. Look, but this our show. Uh, you know, if because every time I edit these, what the fuck happens? I'm always like, uh, somebody. This is somebody's favorite movie. Like somebody likes this movie, and I'm always like, boy, oh, I hate the movie. <laughs> I hate the fucking movie. So. Ad Verum Veritas on Twitter tweeted right away when we posted the thing on Twitter. He goes, call me crazy. I like this movie. And then a little bit later on, he replies again. He goes, in hindsight and listening to the recap, the movie I remember is not the same as the actual movie. I know it was bad, but damn. So, oh, uh, we, you know, see, we're, we're bringing things to light. We changed his mind on that. So It wasn't the worst comic book movie no. ever made, but it's definitely a, like uh, a misfire. Yeah, they just didn't know. They didn't it's, know. Just, it, it's one of those movies like we talked about that uh, it's not bad production or anything. It's just they didn't know how to make a good movie, comic book movie. Yet. It had to be made to move on and make things better. Uh, check that out. Last episode, everything's in the show notes. And then one more quick announcement. Guys, listener, I signed us up to this thing, this oh, campaign. What you sign us up for? It's called Two Pods a Day. It's, it's very cool. If we're making two podcasts a day, I'm out. No, no, we're not making two podcasts today, although <laughs> I can see how you would think that from the name. Here's the deal. This <laughs> this campaign's called Hashtag Two Pods a Day, and what uh, it does is it tries to introduce podcast listeners to two independent podcasts every day in the month of October. So it's a great way to give indie podcasts a lot of visibility. Uh, you're going to find out about some shows you may have not have heard of. And it just encourages you guys to listen to more indie. So follow us on Twitter at Jock and Aircast and our Facebook page. I'll be retweeting uh, all the two pods a day. I don't know what day will be up. Uh, and I'll have links to everything in the show notes of this episode, jockandnerd.com slash 188. And it's all run by this guy, Josh Hallmark, um, uh, who I met as part of these Facebook groups. Now, you don't care which podcast that you're advertising. You haven't vetted them at all or anything. Well, they look, everyone signs up. And <laughs> That's every, a no, by we, the way. Look, by the way, he is. No, listen, to be part of this, I had to review three podcasts that he sent me. Oh, okay. So okay. everyone who's part of it is peer reviewing three other podcasts. So I don't know all of them, but the guy, look, he's he, he's done this uh, a bunch of times. Every like other month he's been doing this. You get a lot of impressions when it comes out. People retweet it. Uh, check for the hashtag two pods a day. I think it's great. Look, we indie podcasters got to stick together. How else are we going to get some attention battling against the fucking fat Kevin Smith's of the podcast? I, I have so much to say, but that would start hating <laughs> on a good thing. So I'm going to not say It's nothing, a positive anything. thing, Anthony. I just wanted to point out that Imran like signs up for shit that doesn't even know what it is. <laughs> I know what <laughs> yeah. it is. I hang out in these podcast groups 
on Facebook, uh, and it's kind of fun. Like all these pod, there's a lot of independent podcasters helping each other. That's all. Listen more. Listen, Indy. Let's get to the news. You goddamn negative Nancys. The jock and nerd. It's gonna be Imran Pylon Day. Bring it on, motherfuckers. The listener, this you're in a funky mood, so we gotta do it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Like, I'll take it. We know it. that you're wounded. You're not in your, your top of your game right now. I submit. Uh, listen, if you want to get in touch with us, visit our website, jockandnerd.com. You're like Greyjoy getting uh, torn. Tortured over at the. Oh, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. I don't think you know where he's being tortured. Right no, now. but just wait till uh, where I got to. What they did to him was horrible. Yes, uh, I, it made me uncomfortable. Uh, the show makes me uncomfortable at times. Does anybody feel like having a sausage dinner? <laughs> no, wait. That's later in the show. Jockadur.com slash contact for our Twitter, our Facebook group, our email, all the fun stuff, and show notes at slash 188. Also, all the ways you can listen. We're on every available podcast platform. So uh, let's start with the news that another uh, pervy geek blogger goes down, everybody. Oh, uh, shit. This time... It's Harry Knowles. The King Kong the, of, of all bloggers, I think. From Eat and Cool News, the guy's been, uh, that website's been around since like the late 90s. Like, uh, it's one of the earliest geek websites I would go he to. He broke Godzilla. Oh, he did? He's the one who broke the image, the first images of Godzilla. That's why I remember it, because I was hunting for Godzilla images. <laughs> and he had the first ones, the first official, like, Shot up what the new American 1998 piece of shit Godzilla was going to look like. So, uh, that's really not a big deal. I broke Godzilla last year at G-Fest, so it's not that hard. Uh, <laughs> you just did it. Yeah. Anyone can break Godzilla. Apparently, it's very fragile. So anyway, if you don't know who Harry Knowles is, this dude started like a website about movies out of his like basement or something. And like, you know, through the years, it's, it, be, it became the place to get scoops. Yep. And he started this whole scoop thing. Now, Devin Faraci, all of these guys that write about movies uh, started their own websites from leaping off of his pages and blogging on his site. So a lot of these guys are all interconnected. So it's just kind of weird that Devin Faraci went down and uh, you know the whole story, Imran. They basically uh, hired, like they fired him and then they hired him back secretly. And then it's like uh, this whole uh, movie blogger is about like, as misogynistic as it gets. Yeah, surprisingly misogynistic. It's a weird good old boys club of movie bloggers. I, I guess it is. From from Bleeding Cool, here's a little bit of information. Three more women have come forward with sexual assault or sexual harassment allegations directed at Aiden Cool News founder Harry Knowles. They joined two other women who have previously made similar allegations against Knowles in the past week. Knowles has previously denied all the allegations. According to a new report from IndieWider's Kate Erbland, who also broke the original story, three more women have spoken out with sexual assault claims. One woman claims that Knowles, quote, touched my ass, my thighs, a little grab as I was walking by, unquote, on multiple occasions, including at a Halloween party, and once offered to put her name on a list for Captain America screening at an Alamo Drafthouse theater, quote, if I gave him a kiss. Uh, and this article I will put in the show notes has all these tweets from women uh, that uh, have been <laughs> sexually harassed by him. There's one image where uh, he was just uh, unprovoked sending direct messages to this girl saying, your eyeliner makes you look good enough to eat. Obviously, I'm talking cannibalism, baby. You can have my Vienna sausage anytime. Uh, she, yeah, like, those are like the lamest, that. that's yes. the lamest game I've ever heard, first of all. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I mean, like, sometimes it's like, Hugh Hefner just died, all right? Right. And, you know, he was, like, this crazy person. <laughs> and then all everybody wants to point out, like, that he was a womanizer. 
And then like Harry Knowles is out. I, mean, I feel like that. Like if you are a famous dude, you treat women like shit. Like I think that's I think that's what happens. I think right? the, the like power- if, you're, if you if you have any kind of power, you ab- yes. that's the first thing that you abuse, isn't it? Yeah, like, I don't the know. Power it just seems just like gets to him. Like alpha males, like alpha males have this behavior, like jocks, like you know, not Anthony, because like, <laughs> he's like he's like he's like a woke jock. Yeah, but like he's like normal the geek jocks. Jock. They they like fucking treat women like garbage, and they you know they 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 treat them like objects, and they slap their ass and shit like that, and say kind of thing like I'm gonna fuck you with the ass. Like they 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 say things to like, their face they that grab you grab them by out. the pussy. Yeah, that you would oh, never, like, and, like a beta would never even think to do. <laughs> so like that's like a that's brash like alpha male behavior, like frat boy behavior, like to, to treat women like that. So and I think Harry that these Knowles, like yeah, so I'm saying this beta all of a sudden gets power, yeah. and then he he's an alpha in his own way now, and he starts trying to be like that. But an alpha male who's like a a, a frat guy or a jock is like this tall built dude. And he's like this fat, ugly redhead, like looking like the mask, like Rocky Dennis dude. And it's disgusting to when women, like it's even more disgusting that this ugly guy is trying to fawn over them. It's crazy. It's like, it's like, it's just weird. It's I just mean, like, I, mean, I, I hate the. Am I speaking the truth? Oh, here, yeah, you're, or definitely, am I, you're definitely getting at something. I, I would just point out Hugh Hefner and Harry Knowles never need to be spoken in the same uh, conversation ever again. <laughs> Not but I'm even just saying, same. like, what do you expect Hugh Hefner to do? He's a yeah. fucking multimillionaire that owns everything. Women are going to be doing somersaults to do whatever you know to, to please him. You know, right. it's not like it's incumbent <laughs> upon him to abuse that power in a way. I don't know. Hell, but then I feel like Harry I'm knows not just, he has to. But I'm just saying that, like he he will. Harry he knows just, just thought he was like a gatekeeper to these screenings and these things and. uh I, the, a lot of these things happen at the Alamo Draft House events, and it says here the 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 guy who owns it, Tim League, knew about this, and he just told he told them just to avoid just to avoid well, those. A lot of the just a lot of the him. the wokeness, as yeah. Rugby puts it, which I like, um, <laughs> in terms of He's the woke job. abusive uh, <laughs> abusive language to women has been relatively recent. So prior to maybe I don't know five, six, seven years ago, I think a lot of people. Talk to women differently, or or, or weren't called out on the way they talk to women like they they are now. Yeah, it was like free reign, right. like it was like it was like a uh, open season on women. Like I mean, like it's it's weird to see like people like also acknowledging this when it's been around forever. But like it's crazy. Well, I mean, I think the Trump thing also brought that up when you got a president now gets caught talking like uh, you know people talk, and then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. You want to know what the thing that blows my mind the most is? It, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. Yeah. I'm sorry. But <laughs> He's, he hasn't been on the show in a while. Yeah, yeah I, I have a lot of... He's got a lot this is what he wants to talk about. Chest. This is the first thing he wanted to talk about. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that... Uh, oh, and you derailed me now. I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> you fuck. You destroyed me. No, I'm... Uh, Take a deep damn, breath. God damn it. I, I fucking forgot what I was going to say now. I, have, I had a thought. Uh, <laughs> it's gone. Well... Look, uh, in the wake of this news, several ain't it cool news contributors have quit the website, and uh, Knowles has said he's uh, taking a break. Well, also uh, to I want to focus p- on. Well, shit. I didn't. I, I read the article. I didn't know he was yeah. Alamo Draft House, which is the same as Farachi and yeah, all these, uh, and all these guys. So, well, all these yeah. guys being two, but 
Alamo, so that's that guy, a that, coincidental. A that Alamo guy, Draft Tim House. League, who runs oh. the Alamo Draft House, he quietly rehired Devin Faraci. Right, right. No, I know about uh, that, which too. Is, which is yeah, and, and, and then, crazy. And then that got exposed, and Devin Faraci yeah. probably resigned. I want to just point out, like, kind of, this is what I forgot. I just wanted to point out the the irony of this. Yeah. Is that the behavior that these alpha male jock, frat boys, or whatever you want to call it, exhibit is assholey. It's 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 misogynistic, but they end up getting the most girls. So why? What does that tell us about us as a society? That you know that pe- people act like that. Everybody says it's negative behavior, but they're the ones that get the most women. I I keep hearing that nobody likes this, but then I'm like, well, why are they getting all the girls then? So it's just weird. I'm not touching that question because <laughs> <laughs> it's so loaded. It's the most loaded thing. Like it's the most loaded there, question. There, there, there is. is no good answer that's going to come out. There, of that. there, there, there really isn't. Uh, my question is, who's next? Who's the next geek blogger? You. I guarantee to go down? you, if women would stop dating these guys, they would cut that shit out immediately. Because that's that. This is the world we live in now, where you. I just you can don't get... get it. I'm like, don't date those guys. Just don't. Just fucking give them the finger, and then go date a nice guy. There's plenty of them. Yeah, but the Harry Knowles thing is different because they weren't dating. He wasn't nice. He was, <laughs> he was just yeah, we being all a over fucking this creep. Uh, I, I think Harry Knowles was just the gateway to uh, to Rugboy spewing out his rant. Yeah, I have a lot. You, of hate you had right a lot. Now. You had a lot of things on your mind there. You, you compared yeah, Harry Knowles to Hugh Hefner, and then you went well, on a <laughs> "Why do girls date assholes?" rant. Rugboy's yes. coming from a dark place. I'm trying to figure this out because I'm <laughs> well, I'm look, an old man. Yeah. And I've been trying to ponder this for a long time. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, Harry Knowles is a fucking ugly dude who never would have gotten laid if he not wasn't successful. Then he got successful and he acted like every other asshole instead of like being understand, like being a beta and going, hey, I understand what it's like to be, you know, and not be one of those guys. That, those guys are assholes. But then they, they become that. It just feels like it's very ironic. Guys are pigs. What are you going to do? Power corrupts. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolute power. Absolute Absolutely. power. There you go. Okay, moving on. Speaking of <laughs> looking at shit. Look, yes. That's weird. Uh, let's look at some weird shit from Tomb Raider. Uh, uh, the new reboot where we're already in a time and place where they're uh, rebooting a video game movie. I don't think they, nobody's done that yet, right? This is like the first video game movie reboot no. uh, starring. No, no? Absolutely what's, the other, what's another one? Street Fighter. But they didn't reboot that recently. They just had a series of movies. No, they didn't. They rebooted. There was a, the Street Fighter with Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay. And there was a Street Fighter movie that had nothing to do with it with Kristen Crook. Uh, okay. I'm incorrect. Chun Li. Chun Li. Right. To be uh, correct. Tried to okay. revive the franchise. Another it was revival. Yes. It was one of the worst well. movies I've ever seen in my life. But it, it, it is a reboot of a video now, game. Now th- let let me just step in here for a second because they the reason for this Tomb Raider reboot is yes. because they actually rebooted her in the video game that's right they kind of changed her look that and i did she, not know she they wasn't went from, they went to flat chested tomb raider yeah that's what she's they not did. she's not dressing all sexy in the new tomb raider yeah, like the they, short they, shorts huh. and the tight stuff they wanted to promote a more athletic uh you know like actual gymnast type figure 
of someone who's athletic, not somebody like Angelina Jolie. Who just had a huge rack. If you watch the first <laughs> yeah. Tomb Raider. At the, you remember that scene at the end of Tomb Raider where she, everything's exploding and she's running away? Yeah. And her tits are just like bouncing every every direction. I, I defy you to look that up oh. right now on YouTube and just watch how fucking insane that is. It will put you in a trance. Yeah. It's mesmerizing. It's, it is fucking hypnotic. So that's why she was great in that first version on the first version of Tomb Raider. I mean, she well, looked great. No, it was inappropriate, Imran. <laughs> I mean, she she looked great as uh, well. She looked like what the video game was. Yes, to a degree. This time we have Alicia Vikander. I don't know if she's Indian, but that's definitely an Indian last name. No, Vikander. I think it's like I think it's like Nordic. I had a cab driver named Vikander. Uh, Maybe it's Nordic. She's not Indian. Anyways, we have a trailer and a poster. First of all, did you guys watch the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. It looks okay. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was all right. I mean, if you played the Tomb Raider, if you've played the Tomb Raider video game, it's very drawn from that video game. The new rebooted version of the game, yes, which is an amazing game, by the way. Is it better than what it was originally? I feel like it's. If you've ever played Drake's Uncharted. I think nope. that Drake's Uncharted is a parallel. It's like I think I don't know which came first, uh, whether it was Drake's or Tomb I Raider. Tomb but Raider. I think Drake's Uncharted. I think Tomb Raider came first as far as the series. Then Drake's like up the ante and did their own game. Like basically did a male version of Tomb Raider, and then they saw that and they're like, "Fuck you! You're not doing that." They're like this should, gonna, be, this should be. And then they went and they came out with a game that was like Drake's Uncharted, but with Tomb Raider in it. And it just like kind of like it's been back and forth between these two games. Well, that's good. Like one thing informs the other, and they both push each other. Uh, yeah. yeah, the trailer was all right, but yeah, it wasn't because I haven't played the new version, and I was like, this isn't what I remember Tomb Raider being. Uh, but it was okay. What they gave us though, this in this poster is another entry into what the fuck you don't. What are you doing with the Photoshop fuck up fail Photoshop this fail hot. poster? She's hot. Look, and the pose is I'm not looking at the poster. I'm looking at the trailer as we speak. Okay, in the video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The poster is your typical main character looking back over their shoulder that we see everywhere now. Marvel does this all the time. The back of the character. The typical pose for female heroines, which is. It's a typical pose for everything these days. They like doing it for females. It's not a great ass shot. It's it's more to show off the muscles in the arm, I think. And I think that the original thing was that. It was the head was just facing, so you couldn't see the face at all. Okay, so and they put the face on the <laughs> I, profile. If on you it. haven't seen this picture, this image, listener, it will be in the show notes. Shockinger.com slash one eighty eight. To me, there's two glaring errors. Uh, Anthony, to the untrained eye, to just the regular person, what uh, do you see anything wrong with this poster? Uh, yeah, she's got a obscenely th- thick neck, thicker neck yes. than the rest of her body, <laughs> thick and long giraffe neck. Uh, which does not work if you were to picture the skeletal structure underlying uh, this uh, her, her flesh and well, her muscles. Uh, it's a little fucked you up. You can clearly see the previous head. If you look behind the first head, there's the outline of the second of the actual head where oh, it's supposed to be. Oh, you see the other head. This is some bad Photoshop. Also, just in terms of perspective, like you see the other side of her eye, like you see your other eye, you would never see the other side. You wouldn't see that much of her face if she was actually standing looking back. Yeah, you can't really that do that. If you do that, it's just so unnatural. You yeah. could probably do it, but it wouldn't it would be so Hard to hold for yes, a photo. It would look like you're straining. You wouldn't see that much of the Part profile. Of it is it's also a digital painting. Up. If you look at the shirt, it's digitally painted. It, if you it, look it's at, really bad. It's like a combination of all kinds of stuff that just doesn't work. Um, 
If you don't know Alicia Vikander, she was in um, that uh, Ex Machina. Yes, Ex Machina. She was the cyborg. Where, in that. Yeah. The trailer was pretty good. I just Robot. watched it while you guys Robot. were talking yeah. about this poster. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's going to be... Still looks like Tomb Raider to me. It's just like Tomb Raider with the original Tomb Raider was like this girl that was, in, you know, proportioned like a, you know, basically like a Playboy Playmate. Right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now it's more like an athletic chick. It's like so chick wearing it's a little bit more appropriate clothing, not the short shorts. Right. Not the ridiculous. In the trailer, yeah, there's a tomb. There's some rating. <laughs> it fits. A great analysis by Imran. <laughs> She's doing her thing. She's rating more like a survival. Actually, the Tomb Raider game is more like a survival game, and then basically, after you survive enough for a long, long enough period of time, you start exploring things because you're now you're like you're crash landed on this place, and while you're there, you might as well uh, get some clues. Well, I like that they showed her like trying to fix uh, puzzles and figure out, uh, you know, kind of like a Rubik's cube kind of puzzly thing, whatever that was. Uh, so there's definitely you gotta I'm have the puzzle. I'm hoping this movie's aspect. good. I'm hoping it's good. The poster's terrible. I yeah, don't know who's photoshopping this shit. <laughs> I would not fucking ever let this shit slide if I was an art director. I would oh, immediately man. fire. What someone. is the first game, Rug Boy, that you th- first movie that you think of based on a video game that's been good? Yeah, see, there hasn't been one yet. The first movie, Silent Hill. Silent Hill. I never seen. Oh, it. Oh, I see. I never saw that. It was good. I love yeah. the game. The game was scary. I mean, not good, but it was it was okay. Is there anything that's ever stuck out to you and been like, man, they actually did a really good job, and that's a legit movie? No, I mean, like... They always fuck it up. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, Assassin's well, Creed was the latest one. I heard that was horrible. Assassin's Creed was was just not a good movie. It was just... I mean, not, it, was, it wasn't a dumpster fire by any means. It was just... Eh. Why can't they adapt a, a, a video game into a movie that and make it actually well? I don't know. Like, I thought that Prince of Persia was a little bit... Wasn't as bad as everybody made it made it out mm-hmm. to be. I feel like it was like okay, a little bit of a misfire, but like at the end of the day, it was still a, a movie. It was an adventure, mm. and it 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 did what the game did. And it even even though Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't Arabic, he still looked like the guy in the game. Mm. Like if you put a picture of Jake Gyllenhaal and the guy in the game, they both look the same. It, I remember it looked a lot like the game, uh, which uh, was neat. Yeah. But so does Assassin's Creed, and that didn't work either. Assassin's Creed was like, I don't know, it was just, it was devoid of any joy. There wasn't any fun in that movie at all. It was like so dour. You and would so think like, uh, Tomb Raider could do it. Colorless. Like, this should be like the Indiana Jones adventure movies that, you know, we, we haven't gotten in a while. Could this be the first good, really know, good like, video game movie? Look, there's a lot of things going on with Tomb Raider. First of all, she's a very intelligent hero. She's a heroine. She's the, you know, she's this person that is doing basically what all, what everything that the men can do better. All right. So she's like Indiana Jones, but better than Indiana Jones. Mm. All right. She's more acrobatic. She yeah. can kick more ass. She more youthful, you know, more relatable. So she could actually take what Indiana Jones is and bring it to the people. Now, if they make a, a Drake's Uncharted movie. Yeah. Which is people are going to say that's Indiana that's Jones. That's Indiana Jones. So like, Tomb Raider has the uh, luxury of being like Laura Croft and having that kind of the name recognition and that brand recognition from being around the video game, being legitimate for such a long time. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that this is th- this is another female hero movie. Absolutely. And she's got two guns in the trailer, which is always awesome. Oh, my. Oh, I like yeah, she's going to be John. Oh yeah, you need you need if the two gets, guns. <laughs> fucking listen, th- if you played this game. <laughs> There's some fucking serious shit in this game. It's actually a very good game. 
So. I bet. Do you get the bow and arrow in the game? Like You, you, shoot. you get bows and arrows. You get machine guns. You cool. get all kinds of shit. You have to solve puzzles. You fuck people up big time. You light them on fire. It's That's awesome. Great. That's Tomb Raider. Eh, maybe it will be good. Coming soon. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't care because here's what's coming out is another Terminator movie. Oh, shit. Uh, that nobody wants. That nobody wants. Uh, this thing got fast track. Here's the quick details. Uh, James Cameron producing Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton confirmed returning with Tim Miller directing for Terminator 6, which they're saying is a true sequel to T2. They're skipping, they're ignoring three through five, the movies that Cameron had no involvement with. Uh, They want to make, they want to pull a Star Wars and do a Force Awakens, start a new trilogy with bringing the old characters, introduce new characters, get three more movies. This movie just got a release date, July 26, 2019. Now, uh, David Goyer is also in the writing room with them. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is 70. Linda Hamilton is 61. Guys, what do you think? At first, I thought this is just cash grab. David Goyer being in the writing room is nothing because fucking Cameron will cock slap him immediately. Oh, yeah. Cameron will keep it. Absolutely. This is my first thought is that it's going to be de-aging like a la like iron like uh, uh what do you call it uh civil war where they de-age yes, robert Downey yes. Jr. they're gonna de-age the fuck out of everybody digitally mm. and uh you know cameron's gonna work his magic i don't know if it's necessary i just think that this movie is not needed i think i feel like cameron uh he's he's getting up there in his age and his legacy is like he he invented like one of the coolest movies of all time Coolest concepts of all time, the Terminator. And he's seen it getting fucked up by all these other people and not him. And I think before he checks out, he wants to at least set it right back on course. It's not necessary. He shouldn't do it. I don't even know how this is going to turn out. It, it might be a complete fucking misfire, but like, I this is the third time I said misfire. <laughs> but like, um, but it, 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 I feel like. He wants to do it for himself. I think he wants it's his property. He wants to steer it in the right direction. Uh, I I don't know how it's going to go. I really I, I have uh, no idea. I, I, I'm as big a Turner Manator fan as everybody. Anybody? I was super hyped for when Salvation came out, and that was terrible. Um, I was as hyped for the the last one that came out, and that one wasn't very good either. I think Terminator should have. Ended after T2. I, I don't think this is necessary at all. If anybody knows what's going to happen in Terminator to do it right, it's going to be James Cameron. Well, it would be, but James Cameron also has an interview out where he basically said this last Terminator movie before it came out was the best Terminator film since his films, and it was worth watching and is a worthy sequel. And we all saw how all Yo, he yes. said that about yes. Genesis. Yeah, but he wow. also gets pocket money. He does, from that. but he also publicly said something that he probably knew in his heart of hearts wasn't true. Oh, he definitely, oh, definitely. knew. <laughs> he definitely knew. It he definitely sucks. knew. Yes. He was just like patting his wallet. Yeah, I know though. that. So but like look, when when yeah. when we when you're trusting that guy, I, I don't think I don't think he's done anything all that great in a long time. It's not show fun, Anthony. It's show business. <laughs> All right. So well, that's Cameron yeah. just clearly fucking shilling. I mean, he's making know. five Avatar movies or supposedly and yeah. four or whatever. Yeah. And uh, no one here is even asking for that. Yeah. No, no one. one cares about. No one wants no. this movie. He wants this movie. 
Okay, I I I can actually argue the counterpoint to this because at first I did I was like oh this is a cash grab but then the more I started reading there's a lot of great there's a great article on Hollywood Reporter the more I started thinking about this I, I'm excited because what we have always wanted as I'm a huge Terminator fan is you wanted a true sequel to T2. James Cameron was not involved with any of those movies. The the rights of this movie bounced around from studio. Yes. Why did you want a sequel to T2? Uh, because you want to see... T2 ends it in a, end pretty, in a it way end, that goes, It closes the loop, doesn't it? It closes it the loop. closes yeah. the loop. Look, but if they want to give us more Terminator movies, I want them to continue that. And I think with Tim Miller and Blur Studios, they could do a lot of exciting things. Now, this is what I think... They should do. Instead of the de-aging and all that shit, it should be about this Terminator. They modeled it after an actual person at some point. What? Who is that guy? What's his deal? Why, why do they pick him? Could it be that Arnold plays the aging person they actually use the DNA to model this Terminator against? Linda Hamilton can now pass the torch down to a, a younger fighter and give her all his, her experience. And you don't have to do any of that de-aging crap. Uh, if anyone could do it, it'll be Cameron because he does care. And like you said, that's precisely why uh, I'm excited that he's producing because he does care and he's not going to put I out something. He, I, that's what I think. He, before he checks out, he wants to set this shit right. And like, just so he can know he can go onto the next world knowing that the fucking Terminator shit was was sealed up. You think he's just doing this so that he can get back with Linda Hamilton? <laughs> uh, no. He's, he's like, she's starting <laughs> to get in shape not. again. Uh, <laughs> rekindle an old flame. So it's what, Arnold and Linda? If they're, Linda not, if they're not bringing me? What was that thing about Linda Hamilton? Did she appear on that on that show, uh, the Terminator show? On uh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Yeah, did she show up on that? Oh, I don't know. Was she ever a part of that? I don't remember. No, I, don't, I just remember, like, when's the last time we saw Linda Hamilton? Like, we mm. saw her somewhere. Uh, not, I got uh, the defenders. It. No, that was Sigourney Weaver. That was Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> I got to uh, Google it. I, I, long I, female heroine. That I James remember Cameron's that she showed with. up in some kind of pop culture thing that I was watching. Well, one of the writers, and they got uh, used to write on Sarah Connor Chronicles. And uh, I, I mean, I think I got, I got excited the more I thought about this because oh. I, I kind of, I would love to see. That story I just said. Why Arnold? What's his deal? What happens afterwards? Uh, erase all those three shitty movies. But the movie I always wanted to see, yeah. and they tried to do it with Salvation yeah. and stuff, they didn't. Yeah. Is how John Connor became this prophet, this Messiah, yeah. and they fucked that up. Yeah. So I, I'm done with Terminator. Yeah. Oh, she was in Chuck. Chuck, the TV show. Yeah, the movie TV show. Uh, that Chuck. was like a while. Ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying. And she was in Defiance also. Oh, in Defiance. Defiance. That like sci-fi oh, yeah, series. Yeah, I watched that one season. That's right. She was in there. But look, yeah, they're they're old. Who wants to see an old ass Terminator? It is kind of weird. But if yeah, anyone can do Bob, it, movie Bob has a nice. I, I don't I don't know it off the top of my head, but he has a nice. What's his take? He has a nice like reboot idea oh, for the Terminator yeah. series, where it's like making the humans bad or something. I forgot the exact storyline, but it, it was like, oh, that might kind of work. And I, that's the thing. Like, totally flipping it on yes. its head. The, the only thing I could work is like an amazing script and concept. Like that's the only thing that's going to save this. Otherwise it's going to, it's going to fucking fall flat. Now, as we said, what's James Cameron busy doing? He is shooting four avatar sequels. They went into production earlier this week with a uh, reported budget that exceeds $1 billion. Oh shit. 
Uh, and there's like, uh, they've got pictures of a young cast. There's going to be a bunch of kids there. Uh, and they're shooting two and three together. And then they're going to shoot three and four together. Uh, so then they go. I think we've talked about this, crazy. but Avatar has like a weird spot in cinema history. It's started the re-evolution of 3D. Yes. But that's gone away. Like no one no. now likes it, 3D it's anymore. It's still the again. highest grossing film worldwide. But no one talks about no. Avatar. No. Like that's not it's not a pop culture <laughs> yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't lived in pop culture like everything else he's done. So this is a guy that's doubling down on this thing with a billion dollars, making something nobody really wants or asks for, or even kind of remembers. But everyone was like entertained by it, yeah. but then they everyone forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah, it is very weird. It is it's because revolutionary. Too much time it, has passed yes. since the last one. That's I mean, why. in terms of special effects, well, but, it was but, uh, something. They're doing the Blade Runner, and everyone still talks about Blade Runner. Yeah. And that's been a long time since the you know, Eve Tron was another thing that everyone talked about, and there's a long time between sequels. Well, I don't know about Tron. I would say Blade yeah, Runner. Maybe Tron was more cult thing. Yeah, I would say Blade following. Runner is like if you were into like cyberpunk, like that was the movie you had to watch. Yes. Like Matrix, Blade Runner. Like those are the two. I heard that's getting really good reviews. And then again, you got an aging Harrison Ford, you know, coming back, trying to connect uh, the, the the past and usher in a new era of this franchise or whatever it's going to be. That's kind of what I want to see them do with the Terminator. That would be cool. See, we, we're already not talking about Avatar. I know. We already went back. <laughs> Fuck Avatar. It's got a whole fucking land now and a, a theme park and a ride. Like, what else is there to discover, though? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot. Yeah. But it, it, I don't know. I don't. I felt but like the story Anthony, was there. What if Ant- Anthony? What if James Cameron blows your mind and just comes up with some really cool shit that you're like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. Well, he did that with Avatar. I was like, I was like, whoa, and then this nothing is crazy. Happened. But then nothing happened next. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing that's going to come out of this is everyone's looking at what new technology he's going to bring that they can. You know what use. it is that's about Avatar is. that I'm thinking about that people don't latch on to yeah. or never. There's not a character in there that you're like all gung ho about. It's literally just the world. Yeah. Yes. Just you, like you don't latch building. onto any, but yeah, it's no. no, but there's no like characters that you're like, I want to see that person's next adventure. Right. Or that yeah. guy, that villain is super charismatic. I mean, the story is derivative. Everything of a bunch is just of visually like pleasing. You're just like, there's nothing whoa. where you're like, man, I, I lo- I want to see Sarah Connor go again. I want to see Ellen Ripley. Yeah, I want to see yeah. no. you know the I guy don't from Blade their Runner. Names. Stephen Lang oh. was the bad guy. Well, it was it was also that era when like Sam Worthington was the lead, and is that era when they were trying to make Aussies all the the fucking next big yeah. action stars. Yeah, I mean, there's no. You're right. Jai there's, Courtney, yeah. Sam Worthington, yeah, and this, and all uh, the, that era. That that didn't help. It's weird. It's very right? weird. Amazing 3D experience, and and he 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 pushed that technology, but but someone's given him a billion plus. Because uh, they think this is a good well, idea, and it's can- and it made the most money ever. Yeah, so we just course. gotta wait and see what happens. Yeah. Just, we can't really comment on this shit because no. we have no idea what Cameron's hiding up his sleeve. Yeah, we have no idea. It could be a complete shit show. We gonna have to wait till like 2019, 2020. I think it'll be good. It just I don't know if it'll be memorable. <laughs> like, I feel like James Cameron. He was always a prick. But like now he's old and he doesn't give a fuck. Oh no, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like he will throw someone right out on their ass if he doesn't like what's going on. So, speaking of speaking Matt, of Matt Boyer, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he in this Hollywood Reporter interview, oh, no. uh, he doubles down on his Wonder Woman critique. Here, right away they asked him, 
you recently said this summer's film Gal Gadot was playing an Egyptified icon, and he goes, yes, I'll stand by that. I mean, she was Miss Israel, and she was wearing kind of a bustier costume that was very form-fitting. She's absolutely drop-dead costume. You, you want to know, <laughs> drop you wanna know something? Yeah. Yeah, we, you can continue to, like, you know, quote what the what he said. Yeah. Basically, if you nutshell it, he's saying, like, he did this shit, like, 20 years ago and he did he did ripley and fucking sarah connor yes. and they were like i don't I, wonder woman is a great movie but they don't touch those two characters those two characters were characters that did shit that men would do and then lead better than men I, look i'll i'll agree I, while wonder woman while impactful to the female audience absolutely the character of Sarah Connor is truly groundbreaking. In T2. She, in especially. T2, she's groundbreaking. The character of Ellen Ripley is is groundbreaking. That's what's called groundbreaking. So I agree. I just think people got really offended really quickly over what he said. And he's, just, and he's not. He's like, look, it's a good because movie. He, he said that you can't be beautiful and powerful at the same time. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that that's part was the weird. Ba- that's the like a fucking weird part statement. Was but weird. Like, I don't know why. But yeah. I understand why he's saying it, because yeah. he's like, what the fuck? I just gave this to everyone and they forgot about this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah well, but that's bitter. That's being bitter. That's not something that you It is like, bitter, but I'm like, if you did this shit first and then someone else comes along and gets all the accolades, like you, they fucking reinvented the wheel, aren't you going to be like a little bitter? You could be bitter, when but no you could also not put Anthony, it that way. no one was doing this shit before he did it, really. No one was putting like Ripley and Aliens 2 as the fucking hero, the heroine of the movie, like that kills the fucking queen in a fucking metal fucking mech and fucking saying badass shit. She was the first, like, real badass female, like, lead in a, in a big action blockbuster. Like, no one was doing that shit. And so, like, in a post-Cameron world, it, you can do it. Just because Marvel or DC finally got off their ass and made a female superhero movie, yeah. we're supposed to fucking throw a parade. That's, you know, like, I understand his bitterness. I understand his bitterness. At the same time, I don't like what he said. Like, cause you can be a, a beautiful girl and still be a hero and still have a little bit of like tenderness and and softness to you. That doesn't mean that you, you have to be like uh, this like butch woman, like Cameron's characters were pretty much. They were they were sexless. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. They yeah. they they you know he turned them into tough you know flawed characters. So the, the problem with what he said, also as Patty Jenkins put it, is he's not a woman. Yeah. As much as his as he's done it before and he's and he's done what you know he's broke ground and done all this stuff, he doesn't speak for women. No, that's right. That well, you're never <laughs> gonna win that argument right. with a woman because she's a woman, of course. Right. Uh, but he's holding his ground. He doesn't. Well, he it was he's, a, he's pulling a full out Trump and just sim- doubling he down. said it was a simplistic remark, and I'm not walking it back. Uh, he said he did like the fact that sexually Wonder Woman had the upper hand with the male character. Which, but to say it was a step backwards, they're both doing, you can't, you know, he paved the way for a lot of this, but she's also pushing it forward in her own way. Uh, they're both kind of doing the same thing. So I don't know, uh, but there's a little bit of bitterness. Yes. Linda Carter also fired back and she's like, stop dissing Wonder Woman. And she said he had thuggish comments. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he called him a thug. He called him a thug. That's she awesome. pretty much called James him a Cameron. thug. James Cameron. Can you thug imagine li- him out in like Compton? He's got a tattooed thug life across yeah. his chest, I bet. Uh, yes. Anyways. Well, that's the point that I was making is that there's a female-directed movie of a female hero with yes. a female perspective. Yes. And James Cameron could never have that. Right. 
It is and the so, one thing he can't accomplish. There is a there, so there is a a very monumental difference in what they did. So there you go. Okay, moving on. Let's talk about Justice League a little bit. We had a little bit of Justice League news. The, move, the movie's coming out November. They apparently test screened the movie, and uh, I oh, saw. Oh, just get a standing ovation like the, Batman versus I, I Superman. I don't know. They all I saw. I saw reactions ranging from. Amazing to epic to just, meh, it's okay. So they're not letting anybody talk about it. But, of course, you're going to see the good ones. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about... Don't worry, kids. Yeah. We're going to give you the straight dope when we see this shit. When we see it. But what's interesting is uh, uh, after the screening came out, uh, there was a Lex Luthor cameo that was supposed to be in there. It was not in the movie. And, th- and then recently, Iris good. West's cameo also cut... I think also good. Like, just trim these things. If they're if you're trying to set up other things, like just make a movie about this movie. If if all those other things are setting up other things, just cut it out. This one was interesting. They've already projected this opening weekend. There's this website called ProBoxOffice.com, and uh, they do this thing called the Long Range Forecast, and they're estimating a hundred and fifty million dollar opening three day weekend. Oh shit. Which is it's possible. I guess it's Justice I mean, League, man. I mean, it, it it's should. Justice League. It's still like three, two months out, uh, but uh, it should make one hundred and fifty like, million. As a viewer, are you not wanting to see this movie? Like, are you just like gonna fucking not see it? Of course, you're gonna see Everybody's it. Everybody's gonna see it. Like you saw Batman versus Superman. It was a spectacle, and uh, you're hoping to see if they all of this yelling and screaming and all this fucking. Yelling at Zack Snyder to the point where Joss Whedon has to take over is going to make any difference. There's so much drama that uh, how could you not be there uh, opening night? Yes, Joss Whedon stepping in to complete the movie. This, uh, lots of cuts, sweeping cuts. He's changing the ending. Uh, they fucking spent a shitload of bread on this movie, too. They spent a lot of money. Uh, Zack Snyder's family tragedy forcing him to step away. Like, wow, what a story already uh i got another little piece of news that i uh, made me a little bit more excited for this movie because largely i think we all think it may be a train wreck but we don't know where we'll we'll give it a we'll give it a go uh danny elfman stepped in after uh i think junkie xl or hans zimmer everybody no, you, quit. you were already excited because joss whedon got writing credits i remember that joss show. whedon is getting writing credits all right this so. is gonna make me more <laughs> yeah, excited call this as well because <laughs> danny elfman said he's bringing john williams classic superman theme uh, to Justice League with a dark twist, which I thought that's a lot of cool. And then because he also wrote the Batman theme. So can you imagine in the movie, Batman, like the Batman scene goes, da, 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 and it cuts the Superman. And then you hear, da, 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 da. that's not the, that's not the theme. How does Superman no. go? Da, 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 da. That's it. Yeah. And then it cuts the Batman and it's like, uh, da, 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 da. like that would be awesome. Let me pour some water on your <laughs> yeah. thing. The, the the theme music has actually been the best things they've done. Yeah. Like yeah. the Wonder Woman theme. Even the, sure. the new Superman theme was pretty good. Yeah. The music has never been a problem for DCEU. No, that's true. And he also, he talks about, he writes little themes for Flash and Aquaman. So each of these characters will like have a little musical theme. I they have each theme. a distinct theme. Because yeah. that's yeah. the one thing Marvel's missing. Yes. By the way, I was watching Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice like for like a few minutes because yeah. I landed on it. Yeah. Yeah. On cable, yeah. and this is the fucking scene where Superman just is standing in the middle of the street while Batman drives into him. Oh yeah, and great. I'm like, what the fuck is this movie? 
This is terrible. That's a great so scene. Bad. It really is so funny. That's a great bad. scene because well, he bounces Super- off him. Well, and also that's great because Batman's chasing criminals, and Superman decides that's a great time to not to let the criminals go away, so he can talk to Batman. Yeah, that's a great. Don't scene. worry about them. This, you and I, we need really, to talk. Bounce you and off you're, me you're, first. The Batman's dead. Bury it. <laughs> Yeah, like he's gonna do that. Yeah. Like you say one line and then you just leave, and he's just like, "Well, I gotta hang it up okay. now." Okay, do, do you bleed? <laughs> you will. <laughs> All right, oh, so the music oh will be God. exciting. Joss Whedon directing and writing is exciting. Uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for that when. You think Joss Whedon was like, "All right, <laughs> Zack Snyder had the same exact shit like going on in this movie, where like." Made no sense. Uh, and then Josh Whedon's like, we can't do this. We gotta <laughs> What's we're going st- on here? We're starting over. Why is Superman backhanding Wonder Woman for no apparent reason? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, so another great article from Vulture came out. Had a lot of interesting bits. Starting with, uh, you know, we call this the DC Extended Universe. And uh, we thought this is the official. I assume this was the official name of what they're calling it turns out even the people at Warner Brothers don't fucking call it that uh no one at the studios uses that name it started as a joke uh this guy who wrote this article on Vulture he tracked down the first use of the term to an Entertainment Weekly article in July 2015 writer Keith Stegowicz told him that he created the phrase as a joke it was my own phrasing when I used it in the story just seemed like the thing they, the kind of thing they'd call it. So I thought that's great. That's not, they don't even have a name. They don't have a name. That's not even a story, Imran. Yeah, look, that's real bad. No, the look, here's the thing. <laughs> the A guy that was writing a, a fucking story <laughs> and just decided weekly. to name it that, and that's a fucking story, Imran? Did you think that, didn't you think it was official? The main thing out of this Vulture article that came out is that they finally taken the hint, and they've come out and said that they are de-emphasizing their cinematic universe. After Justice League. Oh, shit. Which, it's about There's really fucking, nowhere for them to go at this It's point. about fucking time. Do you emphasize? That seems to kind of make sense. Uh, but, so they, what do you think? Okay, this is all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Because <laughs> if Justice League makes a shitload yeah, of money, yeah. they're going to rethink that super quick. Yeah, they're going to go right back into wanting them. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. if... Like Rugboy said, if this makes a ton of money and people are like, man, I love The Flash, I love Cyborg, I love every, all these characters are so intriguing. You don't think DC's yeah. going to turn Let's around and be like, printing yeah. money right now yeah. uh, and do something else. We're, we're going to continue this money. whole thing and we're not going to make a Justice League 2? Get the fuck out of here. Well, the, what yeah. they're saying is they want to make standalone movies and not have it stick to like a one whole cinematic universe storyline thing. This is their contingency plan. Yeah. This is if... if if Justice League fucking shits the bed big time, <laughs> and even if it does well and gets shitty reviews and gets like the stigma, like people are people want to go see Batman vs Superman and shit all over it for like months. <laughs> we did it. We're doing it for two years now. Yeah. So I don't know how long has it been. <laughs> a long while. Yes. But like we've been shitting on it for like a long time. We never stopped. So if it gets to that level where people are just shitting on that movie, they're gonna go in a different direction. Right. But if people like it, which is it's a long shot, <laughs> but I mean, if people do like it, they're gonna they're gonna fall right back into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's BS. This is well, this is the 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 corporate speak words that Diane Nelson used. She said, "Our intention, certainly moving forward, is using the continuity to help make sure nothing is diverging." It gives them an easy way to pivot so that mm. they can make their point. Scorsese that's Joker movie. 
and not have all these fans yes. on an uproar yes. like we were. Yes. How are you going to make three Joker yeah. movies at the same time? They want everything to kind of be give you standalone movies. But I think this is where the, they, this is the philosophy they should have started with instead of trying to uh, simulate backwards what Marvel has done. Uh, it would be great if they started like this. Give us some standalone <laughs> movies. Uh, I think they should have just made better movies. Well, that also. <laughs> but the reason the movies failed is because they're trying to force all the shit into the movies to set up other movies, like make the movie about the one movie, not another movie. Don't give me a movie that's about six other movies coming up in the fucking next five years. That, that's one of many reasons why those movies were bad. But yes. Uh, yeah. So look. I thought that was interesting. Great article by Vulture. I'm glad. So what should we call it, Imran? You, uh, you really the, thought this the, was news. So what should we be calling uh, the, the DC? The DC no. uh, e, it's not a shared universe. It's not an extended universe. Just call it the DC cluster. Fuck you. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might this work. Is what, this is what they should do. Yeah. Is that they should just fucking, they should do the DC. Let's see what the fuck happens. You. <laughs> yes. That, which is right? what it is. There you yeah. go. So, <laughs> like if they make a movie and people like it, they'll make more of those. There movies. you go. And then if they don't like it, then they're gonna make a whole fucking bunch of new shit. Should be called and DC one movie at a time. Can we just yeah? Start I like, there? I, I, so I like DC. Happens. Let's see what the fuck happens. <laughs> yeah, it's just so fucking funny that they have. They're literally sitting on the IP gold. fucking yes. gold mine, gold, and they're just shitting it. And they've had they're it just. They're just making complete garbage. They've had it for so long, whereas Marvel Studios has had to kind of like go and ask for scraps back and eventually get stuff that they gave away back. They've had this. It's always been at Warner Brothers for a long time. What a bunch of fucking tools. Uh, Let's move on to some TV news. We mentioned at the top of the show, Inhumans is airing right now as we're recording. We will give you our our hate-watching thoughts next week. Uh, You know what's funny? We'll love it. What are you talking about? I think this, it may get massive ratings because of all the fucking bad press. Like people gotta be like, I have to see how bad this fucking is. Oh, you do not know how TV works on Fridays. (laughs) No, this might, this might actually work. It's fucking already in the death slot. It's already (laughs) in the Friday death slot. You might be surprised. You might be surprised how many people be like, I'm going to check this out because I heard it was Friday night. Yeah, but DVR, dude, people do not need to watch it on Friday night. They watch it when they get home drunk and it's going to seem hilarious. Uh, DVR doesn't factor into ratings. I'm drunk and it doesn't seem hilarious. Look, this show, <laughs> as you know, is already being called the worst thing Marvel TV has ever put on television. And there's some hints that it may be canceled already. Oh, shit. Uh, this, uh, from this website, renewcanceltv.com, the marketing suggests that one and done cancellation, as because they talk about a promo piece that says the first chapter complete series, as if it's only going to be one chapter. So uh, they should probably just pull the plug on it already. I don't know. Save yourself some money. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but I mean, I can just, I have no interest in it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the trailers. I can't wait to watch this. It's one of those trailer. things where like, I, I, I'd love to be this optimistic guy, but yeah. everything they've put out has just been so meh. But you know what? You don't ever know until you watch it. That's true. But the point of putting this out is to build hype. And if anything, they've dehyped what they've put. Or have they hyped it in a reverse way? Yeah, no, they dehyped it. <laughs> dehyped it. Yeah, they like, like made me not want to watch this. <laughs> like, if, if I were to watch this and it was actually really good, I'm, I would get 100% behind it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just shit on it because everybody didn't like it. I would eat my words if after this eight episode run, I uh, actually you're watch the whole eight? Well, you have to. No, you don't. To, to properly would, judge I'll it and it review it. I watch it at least four episodes. It's only eight like, episodes. 
Not a lot. Imran, that's eight hours of your life. If they don't find their <laughs> shit by the fourth yeah. episode, yeah. and they don't get me hooked onto it, by the four, then it's not going to happen. It is eight hours I could be watching Game of Thrones, isn't it? it could, it's yeah. eight hours you could be watching any sorts of things that might be better. But what I'm if not it's saying amazing. this is going to be bad. Yeah. I'm just saying if it's bad... Don't watch eight hours of it. I'm saying it's not yeah. going to be good. And, you can't uh, judge a show on one episode. No, you got to give it you three to four. You got to give it a few. You just That's just a general rule. True. Three to four. Uh, moving on to some other Marvel TV on Netflix where they started real hot and uh, we've all kind of cooled off on their offerings because uh, they've just kind of declined in quality. Uh, the next one, The Punisher, we got a trailer finally. We still don't know the date. One of the best trailers I've when ever it's seen. Coming. All right, Ruggs, what did you like about this trailer? Um, okay. I recently saw Baby Driver. Okay. Which is a fucking phenomenal Edgar Wright. And, Edgar Wright's movie, yeah. It's phenomenal. It's not I mean, it's not the greatest movie you've ever seen, but it's it's at least it's interesting and it's new and it's fresh. And one of the things that that movie does is it edits the whole entire movie, everything that happens in the movie, to the song that's that's going that's playing at the at the moment in time. Okay. So, like, if a gunshot goes, the gunshot will hit at the same time as the drum snare will snap. Is it? Does it get too gimmicky, though? Is that too much, or does it just do it enough? They do it. it sometimes it's a little bit much, but at the same time, it's kind of interesting when they do it. Yeah. Uh, they really do it a lot in the action sequences. So, it's just like, how do they fucking think to do all they this They kind of did that in this trailer with... And uh, they did exactly this in this trailer. gunshots to they Metallica. Took, they took Metallica's one, yeah. and they chopped it up. And they, I think they made one of the best trailers I've ever seen for Marvel. Well, I love that he's playing it on his guitar in the beginning, and it's all like you see him with his family, and then just boom, shot back of the head to the wife, and you're like, oh, this is going to be brutal. And he's bloody, and he just fucking There's takes no mercy. There's one scene, though, that I feel like it's not Frank Castle. Okay. Okay. When he's screaming and shooting at the same time, I don't think Frank Castle. Oh, that's screams. like a Rambo thing. Rambo screams yeah. only when he's frustrated, but Frank Castle will be cool. I think calm. Frank Castle never fucking screams. That's yeah. he's never going. He's not. He's not human. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's he's he is not human. He's the most. He's a human being that's become almost soulless. He's like, like all the of his rage comes out in his actions, yeah. like by fucking breaking someone's neck and yeah. like squeezing their face yeah. until the fucking their eyeballs pop out. And their jaw gets dislocated, like that's Frank. But, there's, but I think it's some of those great Mike Zek covers where he his mouth is kind of open and it's kind of screaming, but not really. Uh, but I'm, his- I'm on the uh, the Delhauer. He he kind of hyped me up for this. I was kind of yeah. meh. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, John Bernthal was fucking fantastic in Daredevil season two, and and seeing him rip shit up for a while might. Might be pretty good. You know, we're sick of the hand. Anthony, you posted that ri- that video. Another great one from Patrick Willem. Yep. Uh, the video uh, video essay about why is the hand so boring on Marvel's Netflix? And he brilliantly breaks down how they fucked up the hand. So well, stop being ninjas for one. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. They made them like all these different things like drug uh, drug smugglers and people traffickers. And uh, they were in corporate well, the, the business. The gist of it too was that the hand has never been the focus in Marvel right. comics. It's always right. been a background thing. They demystified them they, by telling yeah. us what and, exactly what they do. Thanks, Imran, for telling me what telling everybody what I was going to say. <laughs> but that's why I think this is going to be awesome because you got no magic, you got no powers, you just got a dude with a gun and a fucking vengeance streak. My one question, I said this last week, is: yeah. Does he work better as a side character? Yeah, yeah. Because does the we'll Terminator yeah. soulless guy just killing everything in his past path? Does that wear thin? After you got, eight, like, you got micro. You got the I guy in the chair. I always wanted to since the beginning of time, where or I've seen the Punisher. 
Uh, ever since I've read The Punisher, the of Warzone, <laughs> it's the beginning of time. It's the beginning. Of, so since John Romita <laughs> fucking did Punisher Warzone, yeah. I fucking loved The Punisher. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, like, it only works. I mean, you can either do it as if you do this exact comic and you do it uh, as a TV series, then it would work. But then I was thinking, oh, this guy's fucking evil. Like, why would we want to watch? But people read the comics. So I was like, people watch a show. The other way you would do it is that if Punisher was like a like almost like fucking Freddy Krueger or like the bad guy in a way where fucking criminals were like you you'd follow like the mob and then he would just show up and kill them and uh like he was like the boogeyman that's kind of so that's would, what they did in daredevil basically yeah that's why he was so awesome he was basically the boogeyman yeah so i'm thinking that they might take it from the i'm thinking that they're gonna take it from the uh the viewpoint of the of the feds trying to stop yeah. him and and he'll kind of he will be a side character in a way that might work where it's like the feds are going to solve a case and they need to get this the criminal that he's a bad guy but they're going to give him amnesty because it's going to take down a hundred other men and they punisher just help. comes in and fucking kills him so it's like fuck we need to find oh. another lead oh he keeps killing he keeps leads. killing the guys yeah, yeah. that they're yeah. going to testify against this mob because the Punisher doesn't know a given fuck. He doesn't give, he gives zero fucks and wants to kill every bad person. That's a lot of ways in the comics, like Spider-Man or Daredevil would run into the Punisher as he would beat him to uh, one of his leads. Uh, and you see there's a Homeland Security, the feds are after him. And this one, you do have microchip. You got the guy in the van, the guy in the chair. What I got from the trailer is it seems like there's just corruption everywhere. Yeah. Which is okay, but it's kind of been done to death in the Netflix stuff. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the whole. I just hope it's good. Series... I, think, I think it might actually be pretty good. Look, though. you're not gonna get this. I'm Danny Rand shit. Yeah, no, all right. You're no. not gonna get that. You're gonna get a much better performance. You know, Bernthal is not my ideal Punisher, but I, I think he's gonna fucking act as act as best as he can to do this. I think he's gonna put his heart and soul into it. You know, I mean, now that I've been serious. watching, speaking of Danny Rand, yeah, now that I've been watching Game of Thrones, yeah, still in the only. I'm in the season six, but. Man, there is nothing about Finn Jones in that series where I would have been like, he would have been an awesome lead in another yes, show. this guy should be Iron <laughs> Fist. He, he has literally been on the show for maybe like five minutes, and I've watched six seasons already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. just the gay guy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, you're right. I, you're like, this guy should be a ninja. No, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Just, there's no, you could not tell anything from his performance in Game of Thrones to think he should be a lead. He's really like babyface too in Game of Thrones. It's weird. Well, that's part of his character, yeah. but it, yeah. he's done. They gave him nothing to do. Yeah. No, they didn't. He's just the side. You'll see him run. You've got more. Uh, now, do you guys watch the gay scenes or what do you do when it happens with the gay scenes? <laughs> I, I cover my eyes. What do you mean do I watch well, them? Of course I watch them. Uh, look, look. <laughs> Like you watch them and like don't turn away at all. No, no, what? what? <laughs> no. It's part of the narrative. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. miss important plot details. Jesus, <laughs> I always find I'm very uncomfortable during those scenes. I am uncomfortable, and we'll get into this when we talk about it. And all the fucking torture scenes and the pain scenes. Oh my god, it, I can't. That's when I do. I can't. I'm just thinking about what they're doing to these people. Makes me cringe. Uh, another show that we've cooled off on that's coming back. October 22nd, The Walking Dead. Okay, I, before we talk about The Walking yes. Dead, I just got to say we have a running theme, and I apologize <laughs> to the listener already. Yeah. This has been a very hateful show. 
<laughs> We've just hated on everything. We're, we we really have. Can we find something that? Although we're gonna Punisher like? was a little bit more positive, so let me run positive. Like we just we gotta unload a lot of things. People, it's we're been like, a hell of a week. We're like that J- Dave Chappelle skit where they where <laughs> the, the haters, haters, haters ball. Yeah, no, haters it's the haters ball. ball. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Continuing the hate. Excuse let's see. me while I change the water and Buck Nasty's mama's dish. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if you guys hate this. Well, when you start off with Harry Knowles, I know being a pervert, yeah. it's just gonna it just sets the mood, the tone for the, the kind of shows. By the be. way, dude, we're gonna get so much fan mail or or not fan mail. What's the opposite of that? Hate mail. Hate mail. Tweet at really rug boy all of your comments, listener. It's fine. He can take it. Look, do you guys hate this? The Walking Dead will be able to say fuck twice in season eight. Oh, now, Fear oh. the Walking Dead, which the back half has started, they already said it, but nobody watches that show, so nobody knows. I noticed. don't give a fuck. Yes, no, nobody. I got fucks all over the place. <laughs> like, I can say fuck, 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 fuck. That's 10 fucks. That's, I don't even know. I can't even count. That's a lot of fucks. Uh, yeah. You know, and they got Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan, who in the comic book, if you read every other word, is uh, the F word. But they've negotiated with AMC to loosen up their no fucks policy, and they're going to let them swear twice. Boy, boy, now, boy. This this is, is this, this is, a light, a what is light this? news week or what? Yeah, yeah this not is light. not even a Fuck. fucking story. Uh, but this is. Uh, do you think this is just a gimmicky that, that to get people back? Why do we? Why would anyone even give a shit? I mean, it's like, it's like a nice footnote. Like after you watch the episode, you're like, "Oh, he said fuck." Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but Meanwhile, like, uh, Game of Thrones is showing you everything. Yeah, they're showing you, know. you penis. Yeah. Yeah. They're showing you every kind of sex there is. They're showing you incest, you want baby, or baby not. killing, a small child yeah. killing, so, lots yeah, of they're... swear words. So, I, can't, I cannot uh, yeah. believe this is a story. All right. It's, they're, <laughs> yeah, I'm, catching up. I'm, not, I'm not even necessarily hating on you, Imran. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the websites. That, yeah. the website that I mean, this is legit website that's writing a story about how yes. they can say fuck. How they can say fuck at AFC. What the fuck? Yeah. Get alive, guys. <laughs> what the fuck? This is the world we live in. Thanks for catching up. Uh, to 2017. Okay, last bit of news that I got sent to me today, and I thought this was really interesting. Uh, it's from uh, this website called rightwingwatch.org. It's not a right-wing website. It watches the right-wing. The alt-right uh, is getting involved in comic books, people. Uh, this guy, <laughs> alt-right activist Vox Day, is launching a comic book series to trigger the left. Uh, oh my this God. is really interesting. He has raised uh, $32,000 overnight. That's suspect right he, there. Right? His, his name is Theodore Beale, but he's like known all one night he raised that. Yes. Right. There's a trailer, and it's not very good. Uh, alt-right activist Theodore Beale, better known as Vox Day, told his fans that major comic makers are methodically, purposefully, absolutely attempting to destroy every value, every American value, every Western value, every Christian value that they can get their hands on by creating spin-offs oh popular comic series that depict classic characters as black, female, and Muslim. Bale's answer to that perceived attack is to fund the creation of a comic series that features triggering white characters that smoke cigarettes, wear Confederate flag costumes, and combat left-wing protesters. Oh. All right. Uh, you have, do you have a response, Anthony, this to this? This is fucking ridiculous. No, yes. I'm going to let you guys touch this one. I'm not touching this one either. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the record here. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Say, here we go. Here's the rundown. Look, it's America. You can do this shit you can if do you it. want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can do it. You have every right to fucking do this. I'm not telling you not to do this. 
But why do you got to be an asshole? Yeah, why do you got to be a dick about <laughs> right. it? Well, you can do it, Perfect. but Perfect way to now, put you're, that. now you're just being a dick. Yes. Like, look, I'm not to play devil's advocate or whatever. Like, I'm not a really big fan of, like, this whole, like, super left, like, trying to stop you from saying anything, especially if it's, even if it's true. Like, you can't even say pling that are plain as day yeah. without people getting offended. I, I know that that bothers people. It bothers me as a as somebody who wants to be funny. Like you can't be funny without being somewhat mean. Like there's no such thing as like a nice comedian. Like like I love my mother. That's not funny. Like my mother sucks. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> my mother fucking makes me miserable. That's hilarious. So like y- you have to be able to say kind of negative things, but this is not the way to like counteract what's going on. This, like to go and say, oh, I'm going to make a completely. Uh, Anti on purpose to trigger yes. the the left. No, that's just fucking bullshit. It's that's just, like being an asshole. Yeah, that's well, definitely the, the, fuck, the, fuck the people who uh, supported this <laughs> and fuck the people who are making this. There's a, there's a difference between trying to start a conversation and trying to piss people off. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's obviously like, pressing I buttons. I understand for no reason. where he's coming from. Yeah. You know, certain like he he he's fighting for the. He's like by the by people infringing upon my freedom to speak. I'm going to now go to this nth degree and that's a sh- that's what creates division in this in this whole country the reason that we have like the alt-right and the super left or whatever you want to call it regressive left whatever the, yeah. the label is yeah is because people are not trying to be in the middle mm-hmm. and just be like let's be like reasonable about this and let's say okay this is america we can say things but we're we know not to say these things well, what happens reasonable. too is and i've noticed this with people i've had friends on the on the left that are yeah. super feminist or super yeah. left yeah and the problem with being an asshole <laughs> is your message gets lost and yeah, now, it gets now i don't want to yeah. support your cause or have a conversation i just want to go against whatever you're saying because you're a dick yeah because yeah. you're going yeah. about it in the, the that, worst you know, way right. possible. It's, that's like like PETA is exactly a right, great example exactly. of that they're you know they, they, they say have to help decent animals. intentions yeah but yeah, why you gotta be an asshole yeah, and fucking right. ruin now, people's now, coats now I wanna <laughs> fucking wear a mink coat yes now <laughs> I, I wanna do something bad yeah. uh, dude this trailer I will link this in the show notes this trailer features a character that quote it says doing the job the police don't want to and cleaning up the streets one illegal at a time oh, <laughs> that's, that's, the serious that's, <laughs> the serious yes Ball it right goes storylines, not social justice. So uh, hmm. this, this uh, you no, know, it's, just, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like there's a clever, sophisticated, intelligent way to do what he's doing, and this is not the fucking way. Like this is the complete opposite way. No, there's no. there's nothing clever about that. No, like if you um, yeah. listen to Bill Maher, yeah, he's clearly about free speech because he's a comedian, right? And you can't be you can't you can't be a comedian without somehow pressing someone's buttons. No. All right. Right. And you can't just be completely silent because then then we're living in, you know, that fucking Fahrenheit, whatever. I don't know. Remember that book where they fucking set. No. 451. 451. Yeah. 451 where they burned all the books books and they censored all of everything. And then people were just living in this fucking world that was like terrible and without any kind of joy. You can't have two, two extremes. So no, we're just, I'm telling we're you just living that this is not the way to fucking <laughs> no. do this. You got to go to the middle, people. <laughs> we do. We but need you, a you're, you're right, uh, Rugby. You bring up a good point in that it, it's a weird society and that no one's fucking moderate anymore. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everyone has to choose a side and, and, and we, we've become completely binary. Right. Yeah, and, and always takes so their divided. claim on one side or the other where yeah. I think uh, 
I forgot who said it, but some guy was like, if you're a Republican or a Democrat, you're a fucking moron. Because some things I'm a Republican on and some yeah. things I'm it's a Democrat on. It's not just black and white. Right. It's well, right. That's it's why not I that always, binary. That's why I always tell people to check out Dave Rubin on YouTube. Yeah. Because he's this guy who used to be a a a a liberal, or he is a, he still is a classic liberal, but because he said a couple of things that pissed off the left, they've they've painted him as an alt right person. Oh Jesus! And I'm like, how he's like, how can he be alt right? He's gay, he's Jewish, <laughs> and he's from like New York City, the most liberal place in the world, and he's for like all of these like liberal. Which guy but is they, this but again? They, Dave Rubin, he's fucking amazing. He's the only person that actually talks with any kind of like sense as far as like he's very moderate in in his views. But he and people have labeled him uh, alt right because he's had alt right people on his show to so he could have a conversation with them and just he has, he just listens to what they say and let and lets you make up your mind about it. Even so, even Bill Maher makes fun of the left when they do fucking something well, there, idiotic. There was yes, the episode with Bill Maher and um, Sam Harris and Ben Affleck, which is. Really yeah. good, where they talk yeah. about uh, Islam. Yeah, that's yeah. a real interesting one. That's a classic. Ben Affleck gets real fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, he gets real, a, real angry real quick without really listening what Sam Harris had to say. Right, but yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, what Sam Harris k- says can be inflammatory if you if you look at it through a certain lens. But if you look at it from another lens, it's not all completely wrong either. That's true. It's somewhere in the middle. It is Sam Harris middle. uses wording that couldn't inflame but his message isn't shouldn't be as inflammatory yeah it's kind of weird like so people can instantly label like how do you get labeled like all all right is like those dudes that were pro- protesting that fucking the, the that the confederate statues or whatever yeah. i'm like and, not, this and is not the same this is not the same thing. around saying about jews will not replace us like they won't like we just we gotta just put ourselves in each other's shoes and see where everybody's coming from and understand things Uh, the great uniter i am the i am the uniter the next abe lincoln i am reaching my arm across offering the olive branch his beard is both black and white right exactly embrace get to the beard it's just like the cookie on seinfeld in robraham if my if If I can have a black and white beard, then America can finally get together. This has been a very weird show, listener. We, we, we've called of, you the great uniter and a pedophile. In and one a, show. Yes, that's, oh, that's what we do here. Not a pedophile, I'm sorry, a sexual harassing, a future sexual harassment uh, accusee. Uh, yeah, uh, you're the next blogger to go down. Right? Evan Faraci, Harry Knowles, save me a spot at the bar. How about Ain't got that? nothing on you. Oh, Boy, fuck, this sorry. has been a weird show. You, we also got Rugboy to admit that he's uncomfortable watching the gay scenes. Yes, we did that. That was a breakthrough. We'll have to get back to that and, and fully de- no, well, delve into that more. What do, you, what do I do? Like, and this, what do I do? Like, you just watch it, it to me, or just watch it. I'm like, I think you just watch. You it. just watch it. If it's, but I, it's like it doesn't. You know, I'm like just sitting there going, I want this. Okay, can we get to the next? A, part? You, you watch it, and and if it's and try not to be scared. It's if not it like is I'm, dis- I'm not like disgusted by it. By the way, I'm just like, uh, I'm like, okay, let's get to the next part. Let's like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's all. You you sit. This, this honestly has been one of the better episodes we've done. Like, to be honest with you, when I see excessive sex scenes, period, yeah. I'm like, can we get to the next part? So, oh, there, there you go. go. That makes it sound better. Okay, all right. Look, that's it for the news. We're gonna take a break and regroup. I'm gonna play some indie promos. Two pods a day coming up in October. Don't forget about that. And we will continue. After these messages, we'll be right back. In a world where so many podcasts offer TV and movie news. 
along comes another one filled to the brim with podcasty goodness that is only slightly better at best. Admit it, you're always looking for a new brand of meaningless movie nonsense in your podcast diet. Look for the 365 Flicks podcast on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher and all good third-party podcast apps. You can also swing by the Facebook page. Come join in on the adventures of Kev, a pissy ex-video store clerk. And Chris, a Scottish Whedon Hall. We're your vocal heroes of pissy opinion. We bring you all the latest TV and movie news, reviews and general geeky rants. As well as a bunch of top fives that you really won't care about. So whether you're Team Iron Man or Team Cap, you're Team Batman or Team Superman, drop on by the 365 Flicks podcast, where the Chris vs. Kev Civil War never stops. This is the podcast you're looking for. In an age of steam and gears, of monstrous machines and greedy corporations, in a world of automatons and dirigibles and faster-than-sound sky trains, in a time out of time, where the Americas weathered multiple civil wars, where armies continue to watch from the brink of the next conflict. It is a reality where witches and ghouls live among thinking machines and walking machines that resemble humans. It's a role-playing game. It's a dramatic radio adventure. It's a comedy. It's the Steamrollers Adventure Podcast, available on iTunes, or at rigstories.com. My name is Carrie Sims, and I host Sketching Comedy with my artist friends, Imran Javed. Hey, that's me! And Phil Rude each week live on YouTube. Hang out with us as I learn and discuss the legends of comic book art and comedians while the fellows are creating live drawings during the show. I learned Bill Burr has a brother that was almost a replacement for the late Senator Ted Kennedy. Yikes. Uh, Carrie, did you know he was also on Two Guys, A Girl, and a Pizza Place as an extra? I blame him for Ryan Reynolds. Visit BlazingCaribouStudio.com or tune in each week on our YouTube channel and download the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever podcasts are found. Sketch you later! Hey, listener, thanks for listening. And if you've been enjoying the show and you want more show, uh, visit our fan club. Join the fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon for a low monthly pledge. You help us cover the cost, keep the podcast going, and you get access to a personal exclusive podcast feed. A whole nother podcast that's just bonus episodes, instant reactions to movies, uh, hours and hours of audio goodness. And we will thank you. And be your friend, and I just, it's the first show of a new I'm month. Not, I'm not going to be your friend. Well, uh, Anthony, well, I'll be your friend twice. I'll make a, <laughs> Anthony will be your enemy, actually. You'll have actually have an enemy. I just want to say thank you to everyone by name who has supported us on the fan club because it's the first show of a new month. So thank you to our latest, Jimmy Graben, uh, our super patron, Joe Henry, David Zika, Jimmy McPike, Wes Cranford, Matthew Lawrence, Ron Hans, Adam Morris, Kerry Sims, Stephen Tran, Joe from work, Steve Morrison, Matt Delhauer. 
David Malofsky, and Philip Milan. If you want your name added to that list to be read with all these An awesome illustrious people, list, let me it's tell a you. very illustrious group of people. Uh, they are all enjoying bonus extra awesome content. Just visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Links in the show notes. And let's start with our first uh, TV review here. We're going to do a little... Star Trek Discovery. Let me give the spoilers. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. (laughs) This was uh, the reason I wanted to talk about this. First of all, like 10 million people watch this fucking show. Apparently, really? yes. Wow. Anthony, That's crazy to me. Anthony, How did they watch it? They went and they downloaded it or was it on TV? It was on TV. Anthony was not one of those 10 million. Predictable. Well, yeah, it was. Well, you have to get CBS All Access, right? Well, here's the deal. This is a show that was is being shown on CBS All Access, but they aired the first episode. There's two hours. What do you mean they aired the first episode? They aired the first episode on television, on CBS, on network TV. Uh, So, but it ended in a cliffhanger. To watch the second episode, you would sign up for a free trial to CBS All Access. Now, uh, let's, uh, Rugs, you watched the first two episodes? Absolutely. (laughs) I did too. Before we get into... Uh, all that technological stuff. Let's just talk about the first two episodes. What did you think, Rugboy? I wasn't like, I'm not down on it at all. I think that it has some things to iron out and it has got a lot of promise. Um, I didn't understand some of the things that they did, uh, some of the choices that they made, but I thought the production value was very high and um, pretty much the direction was was decent and everything was like kind of like uh, above par. I mean, it's an interesting show in the, in the terms of it's not like the typical star Trek TV show we're used to. Uh, you know, I, no. I watched uh, the next generation. I really loved that show. That was the one series I like the most. Uh, but uh, for example, you know, what do you think of when you think of star Trek? Like they're on the, the deck of the ship for most of the episode. Uh, this show, there's a lot of action, even though it's set 10 years before the Kirk Trek, apparently in that timeline, it looks a lot like the Abrams movie. It, there was a lot of action. It was a very blockbustery two episodes, which is, is really not like a star Trek episode. That's really more story. And the show is called star Trek discovery. Should be the name of the ship. You don't even get to get to the ship. Like we, we didn't meet the ship in the first two episodes. I thought that was interesting. Uh, but two great, strong female leads. Another, uh, uh, we got, uh, Sonequa Martin green, who is Sasha on the walking dead as uh, her name is Michael, which is weird. Uh, what? And, yeah, her name is Michael on the show. Okay. She's a human who was raised by Vulcans. She's actually raised by Spock's father, played by uh, Theo Gallivan from Gotham. Yeah. James Frayne. Uh, and then Michelle Yeoh is the captain of the Shenzhou. Uh, so I like the two strong. I like the opening credits. I thought that was, again, very different. Usually you get the ship flying through space. See? This opening credits, very artsy. And uh, I, I like the opening credits. I love credit, the opening credits. credits. Yeah. I like the music. Yeah. I like that, that they, they give a little flair of the original at the end. Yeah, the, in, the, in the music, yes. They had the, 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 the theme there. Yes, I got a theme for you. No, I'm I got your theme. We uh we see Klingons that are different from Klingons that were we've seen before, right? This is like a whole. Yeah, I had a problem with that. But... And they yeah. made the Klingons very Game of Thronesish, like they talk in Klingon to each other, and you got to read the subtitles. That's fine. Yeah, but it's all like about you know kingdoms and uh, the the twenty four houses of Klingons, uh, very Game of Thrones. I this is my my critique of that. Yeah, I felt like it wasn't. 
it was, this is going to sound fucking so weird, <laughs> but even in Klingon, yeah, as they're speaking in Klingon, I felt like the acting was bad with the Klingon. It was. It seemed like the prosthetics was like a little too much for the them trying to say the words or something. Uh, that could be it, but I just think even the guy who they have cast as the lead Klingon, his voice, mm. it, his cadence wasn't good enough. Uh. I didn't feel like even like... You know, sometimes when you read the words and you hear the cadence of the guy's voice, you can almost in your mind hear him saying it in English yes. and what it would sound like. You get the context like. of it. Yes. Yes. And I was getting like, I was getting milk toast the whole time. It's very, yeah, it's very kind of one level and that's, delivery. That's that's for the acting in general in this. Mm. Um, uh, Sasha, I, can't, I don't know her fucking name, but like, I'm sorry. I'm Michael. Sonequa Martin-Green. Yeah, Sonequa Martin-Green. <laughs> that's a fucking mouth. That's a long name. Um. <laughs> Uh, she, her Gotta acting was inconsistent. <laughs> her acting was inconsistent. <laughs> like, I love her character. I think that she's a great character, yeah. but every once in a while, she wouldn't sound like a Vulcan anymore. She sounded like Vulcan a lot. Yeah. Like she had this Vulcan cadence yeah. and Vulcan way of speaking. And all of a sudden it would just drop off and she'd be Sasha from walking dead a little bit. And they kind of played that off as like, you know, she's half human. So, but she should be a little more Vulcan. Like how do you balance the. The logicness with the emotion of being human. I was confused by that. Yeah. And uh, Michelle Yeoh, I love Michelle Yeoh, but I'm sorry, and I have to say this, but I can't tell what the fuck she's saying half the time. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I mean, (laughs) I I really want, I love Michelle Yeoh in uh, in all the movies where she's speaking her native language or whatever, but to give her this much dialogue and it's like all space shit, like with like, you know, I don't think it's like words that she says on a daily basis. It's these, she doesn't say oh, she like was warm in drive Guardians of the on. Galaxy Volume Two. She had like yeah. two lines. Well, in yeah, movie. yeah. Lita Ogard. But that's fine. Like I love Michelle Yeoh, but just for some reason I think that this role is probably too talk heavy for her um, to to convey. Uh, but, um, I could understand her fine. It's fine. I had trouble. I really did. And maybe because I was listening to it lower than I normally oh, would. Plus, I had captions on. So I always have captions on. There you go. Oh, shit. I always have captions on. I was watching it in the dead of night. No, but I was even trying still, not to like, I'm all, like, He's watching yeah. it with captions. I understand them perfectly fine. No, here's the thing. What's funny is I get this at work, too. Like, I understand ethnic people speaking English very well, because I grew up with like Pakistani Indian people yeah, but- and like a lot of Asian people around. And I, but even other like white people be like, how'd you know what the fuck she was saying? Like, well, I just, I'm the same it. exact way, yeah. but I'm just saying I'm, I'm Chris, I, I'm being honest. Like yeah. I thought that she wasn't quite up to, like, if you're going to be the, the captain of a ship, yeah. you should ha- be able to speak a little bit more crisply. That's all. Well, spoiler alert. She does get killed at the end of the second episode. So yes, uh, because eventually you got to get the Michael, the, the discovery, which we don't even see it. Doug Jones, I thought was great as uh Saru, that weird alien dude. He was so huge. He's very tall. Realize. Yeah. It's very tall and skinny. Fucking humongous. That guy. <laughs> so look, it was it, and skinny at the it, same it, time. It was, it's really, it, really It's action packed. It was good. It was, uh, it was all right. The real question is, is are people going to sign up for the CBS all access? And actually the one thing that I noticed, everyone was confused they didn't understand where, how to watch this, where, where to watch it later. Uh, how so weird, to get it's it. a weird nude. It's a new yes. on-demand Plus, channel. Also, would it do? Would you expect the whole season to be up if you're signing up for a free trial of this app and this show just it does premiered? it not? No, it goes oh. up one week, one yeah, episode. I a don't week. know. I mean, like, look, if you're really a Star Trek fan and you're really, I mean, look, they really do give you a lot of bang for your buck in this show. They really don't fucking hold back any kind of money. 
Yeah, production the production's up great. There. The, the CGI looks great. The costumes the are great. The uniforms look great. Yeah. Everything looks fucking amazing. The action's good. Um, the acting that's the that's the biggest weakness right there. Uh, that and its context in the in the canon of Star Trek that's debatable. Yeah, um, that's going to be but, a big uh, question. I don't know if it's going to be successful. I mean, I could tell as a show if it was on broadcast TV, it'd probably be do okay uh, with fans anyway. I don't know if. People will sign up in mass to see this shit. Um, it's six dollars. It looks like the best month. Star Trek series we've had in a while. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I um, I just don't think they made it easy for people to to find this. To, uh, funny enough, it's nah. called Discovery. You can't fucking discover the show because people thought the whole thing I didn't was like up there. this move. Yeah, this, it's, it's unnecessary it's, for CBS. They're making. Like, I gotta understand Netflix doing something like this or whatever, but CBS is already making fucking shitloads of money hand over fist with ad money, ad revenue. Yeah. Like, they have, like, the best way of making money. You know what else is on that CBS All Access that's uh, gonna be huge for them is fucking Big Brother. They have Big Brother live feeds on there, and people still really love this fucking show. Like, it has tons of fans. It's very strange that it's still no, a I don't, thing. I'm not, no interest in The other confusing garbage. thing is overseas, in the UK, it's, show, it's coming on Netflix. Like it's a Netflix series, and uh, uh, the fun thing they did over there is you can you actually turn on Klingon subtitles and learn Klingon. You want to know why? 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 Overseas, overseas doesn't have CBS. CBS oh, is a nothing that's a good, term. That's a good point. Anybody overseas, yeah. So CBS All Access is even more of a nothing term. That channel doesn't exist. So that nobody's gonna sign so up yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, you have to put it on a different platform. Yeah. So while we have to pay extra for it here. Over there, you have, nah, you already I, have the Netflix. You would. Get I don't it. think as much as you love Star Trek, you should not pay for this. Yeah, I, say yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. You should like not not pay to see this. Because I, I, I think uh, I think you're I think you're right because they they should just put it on regular CBS TV. I, I have one comparison I can make yeah. this to. Is this yeah. better than Daredevil season one? And I ask this because Daredevil season one made me pay for Netflix. Well, we don't know. There's only two episodes. Yeah, now. but true. But I watched the first episode. I watched the Daredevil. I was like, I'm in. Ah, well, look, hmm. uh, it's kind of a different thing. Yeah. Though. Okay. Fair like, enough. Because Star Trek has many incarnations that have been on TV that have, you know, we don't really know what this is going to bring. That's different. If it maybe it's a little different level of violence that's not on regular TV. I don't know what the the gain is from not being on regular TV. It feels like it could be on regular TV. Absolutely. It's, not that, it's, it's safe enough to be on regular you TV. You know, and it feels like CBS-ish, but like, also feels kind of Star Trek-ish. So, like, Daredevil has this, like, this this thing about, okay, it's on Netflix, there's no holds barred, you can do whatever they want, whatever they feel like they do, you know, violence they want to do. Um, it was a completely new and interesting thing to see a, a hero kind of be born on this medium. Uh, I don't think it's the same thing with Star Trek. Well, I really look, let's, uh, I got a review here from Matt Delhauer, who okay. wrote in. Uh, here's what he says. And he hates everything. He hates everything. If you listen to our last episode, <laughs> here's what he says. Hey, fellas, I wasn't sure if you were planning on checking out Star Trek Discovery, since we've never discussed anyone's Trek pedigree before right now. So I figured I would throw in my two cents in case you weren't planning on discussing it, or even if you are. To put it simply, the two-episode premiere of Star Trek Discovery acts mostly as one long prequel to the entire series. 
All in all, the premiere was decent. It is very obvious they are attempting to make a show that can appeal to both the regular Trekkies as well as anyone who may have jumped on the bandwagon with the 2009 film series. The Abrams style is all over these two episodes. They I agree. They suffer from the network TV pilot syndrome. Uh, character and concept exposition is forced into questionable dialogue choices, but there is definitely potential for the series to do well, and it does its best to present plenty of themes and aspects Star Trek has always had present. Sonequa Martin-Geem seems to still be playing Sasha, that's what we said, and even if she is in space this time around, but the master of monster makeup, Doug Jones, is fantastic as the alien officer, Lieutenant Saru, and was my personal favorite part. It didn't entirely blow me away, but I'm still interested in seeing where it goes from here. Catch you later, Delhauer. Are you going to pay for CBS All Access? That's Catch you later, Delhauer. Catch you later. That's the question I have. I think they should have at least played the second episode because the first episode ends on a cliffhanger, and I was, like, pissed. I was like, what? They did that on purpose, that's the it? cliffhanger. God damn it. I, I was upset. I was like, God damn it. At least show me the first two. It's got... It's got potential, but I think that this platform that CBS is doing, no one's going to fucking pay Well, this is what happens, and this is what I was, you know, every time they try to make a, a, a exclusive platform, piracy grows up. So... Now, if she was naked the whole time... <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Game of Thrones, you got naked chicks. Uh, All right? It, yes. What do you got yes. that you can't see on regular Nothing. TV? It's on, on Star Trek. That's what I'm trying to say. What are you paying for? Have, Just more a, shows? A lot of people just pirated this because they're like, fuck you. I'm paying $6 more a month. No bullshit. Now, uh, what is fun is I watched the second episode of the Orville after this. Oh. <laughs> and that second episode, uh, Rugs, did you watch that? No. Is it good? Uh, uh not really. Uh, there's no, like, it's there's okay, no Ron. jokes. It's okay. You'll still watch the entire no, season. I'll, I'll, I will watch another episode, but there's no, like the second episode really doesn't have any really good jokes. And it's just like a straight up, like, this is my version of a, a lighter Star Trek. And a lot of it is like him and uh, Adrian Palicki talking about their failed marriage. And it was just very like vanilla plot. And I was like, huh? Like it was just, it was just nothing. It was okay, and it wasn't even that funny. There weren't even that many jokes. Like in the it. Orville was like uh, Galaxy Quest, but like not as funny. Yeah, he still. It's, I'm it was just, more like it, it felt like he was just making Star Trek. He's just making like, Star Trek. Like, that's all it is. Like I'm not like, sure uh, what he wants to do. Like Star Trek light. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I'm still not sure what that show is supposed to be. It's not like a spoof. It's like Star Trek. Shitty Star Trek. It is. Like I, I remember like reading something. I don't know where I read it, but basically, some the the guy said. He's like, this is like, okay, Star Trek, uh, John Luke Picard, he was like the A captain. He was like the best captain yeah, that there is was. The, the C the team. Best, this is like the shitty team yeah. that like no one gives a shit about. That's out like doing like mid-range shit that no one cares about. And, it's uh, blue collar Star Trek. It's exactly what Yes. Maybe. So, I don't know. I just, that, it didn't, there was no good laughs in that I second mean, episode. So, I don't know. It wasn't know. like completely without entertainment value, but it wasn't like something I would recommend to anyone. Like I was more impressed with the tick than I was with with, with uh, yes, absolutely. Like the tick surprised me. Yeah. I was like, oh, this has actually got something there. Rugs, you're gonna you're not gonna pay for CBS All Access, but will will you check out the rest of the show? <laughs> yes. Are you gonna do <laughs> this illegally for free? <laughs> yeah, yeah, free trial. Yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> I like Star Trek. Yes. I'm a Star Trek person, yeah, you're but like I'm not paying for it. Fuck you. It should be on regular TV. Yes, it should. Uh, next week, like I said, we're going to talk about the Inhumans and also the Gifted airs on Monday, which is the X-Men show. Oof. So we will discuss those. Let's get to something good, which is Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love the Batman sweeper. 
If you are a new listener and you don't know, let me just explain. We have we are enjoying Game of Thrones for the first time. We, we are going through our virgin Game of Thrones. Anthony and myself, our boy seen it. We have just started watching it. We are virgin Game of Thrones. We're going through this. Uh, and I am, here's our watch update. I'm in season three and I got to the end of episode seven. So we'll, we'll get to where you're at. I'm sixth season now, episode one. I've watched that. Damn. But we, oh. we, uh, we stop where we start where Imran is at because wait, that's the, is there one more? Then there's seven, right? Yeah, so, I've got, I've got yeah. two seasons left. Basically. See, I got, okay. So I got, wowsy, zowsy. I got three. Like, um, yeah. Anthony's really like knuckle deep. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm what you like, call he's almost deep. going. He's yeah. he's going like almost into the wrist area, yeah. well, um, the elbow even. Imran's just kind of pinkying himself in there. But like, um, how does this stack up against all the TV you've watched in your lifetime? This really makes it hard to watch normal television when you watch something this good. Like, do you was all the hyperbole like met with? Absolutely. So far, yes. Everything everybody told me is correct and i get it now uh, i want to mention real quick we talked about the opening credits of uh the star trek was awesome these opening credits are amazing and the way that every season they expand to show you the towns you're going to get to meet uh in the season is really cool and i love the little flying around i love the opening credits the music also gets me pumped up watching let me, it let so me just hey, say something real quick about game yeah. of thrones because yeah. i think rug boy asked us both but imran of course just took the oh. lead um, that's okay, Imran. I, I understand you. Uh, <laughs> I actually do think it has hit the hype. Um, I'm fully invested. Uh, the biggest thing that I enjoy, uh, obviously, the Imran's a little further behind, so he hasn't seen some of the stuff I've seen, but you're right, Rugs. The production values just get fucking better and better and better. Yeah, it's really weird that they start pumping like if you I think the the, the number for each episode now oh, after yes. it's like 11 million or something. Uh here I have an article yeah, we'll uh, get for, to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Don't okay. don't say that yet. Don't jump but ahead. um not only that, but Imran's even touched upon this too is the characters are so well written and go yeah. through so many uh uh mountains and va- valleys in terms of their character arcs. I'm rooting sometimes for characters that I, I've hated. Yeah. And I feel bad for characters that I hated. And it, it's weird emotions every time with every character. It's great. Yeah. And this is the thing. Nobody does like an abrupt turn that's totally a gimmick right. turn. Like a wrestling yes. turn. All of a sudden he's she's a bad right. guy. It's so organic. Like, it's very organic. No, it's not. It's well written and this just proves that you can write things. Yeah. Well, now like now to be fair. You know, the guy wrote these books yeah. and they're these huge sprawling books yeah. and all of the groundwork is there yeah. for them. But all the groundwork is there in comics. All the groundwork exactly. is there in a lot of exactly. things. And people just fucking make these adaptations that suck huge donkey dick. And, uh, you know, clearly they took the best shit that's the most compelling from the books and, you know, filtered through it and, the, and they cut out all the, the bullshit. The depth of characters really is what gets to me. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing that happened... That yes, I what's the last thing that happened that you've watched? Uh, Jamie Lannister, who's a lefty now, like me, we share something in common. He, I'm also a lefty. Tur- oh, you're a lefty too. That's right. We went over this. He turned around, went back, and saved Brianna Tarth from a bear. Oh, shit. From oh. a fucking bear in a, like a little... Uh, you're on the uh, Jamie redemption path. Oh, my God. This, like you said, Jamie Lannister, I felt a- really bad for... So far, I feel really bad for a couple of characters. Jamie Lannister being one of them. And I don't know if you're supposed to feel bad for Jamie because apparently, you know, he's done these horrible things. But he tells you the story of how he kills uh, the Mad King. 
how he gets the Kingslayer. And you're nickname. like, yeah. And he, you're like, he just saved, he saved the city. He was a hero. Uh, you know, era, he, the Mad King was going to torch the whole city and he stopped that and he gets a, this bad name. A big thing in Game of Thrones is honor and duty. Yes. And he breaks his honor and duty. But he duty, fucks but his he, sister. But he fucks his <laughs> but he sister. he fucks his sister. He, he fucks, fucks, but, but he breaks, breaks his like, honor and duty for to save. what would seem to be yeah. the right thing. Yeah. and See, that's the thing. They always give you something that you can't forgive yeah. Yeah. him doing. Well, he fucks yeah. his sister and he pushes a 10-year-old out of, outside of a tower. <laughs> but dude, when, because he's fucking his Because he's fucking his sister. When he got, if he was fucking another lady, like that kid would be fine. Right. <laughs> it's all because of the sister yeah, fucking. Yeah, the sister fucking starts the whole thing off in the first but episode. But really, like, Cersei is really the, the incarnate of evil. Like, that's that's there. She's really... She's the is, temptress. Like, they they kind of fool you with the, with the kid. Yeah. With, with, with uh, whatever his name is. Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah. they they fucking did, but she's really the fucking well, the, the mecca of evil right there. I'll, I'll save my thoughts on Cersei because there's stuff I've seen. Yeah, right. I start to feel bad for Cersei. Really? Yeah. I felt bad for Jamie after he got his fucking hand chopped off, and then they like are 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 prodding at him like like bullies, like schoolyard bullies, and they make him drink piss. And do, you, uh, do they tell you who who's doing this to him? Uh, it's uh yeah, it's Rob Stark's um Rob Stark's men. They're part of Rob Stark's men, right. yes. But okay, cool. You haven't really got into who they are yet, though. Uh oh, or, or you or you don't remember, or I probably don't remember. I know the guys that captured them where they were going uh to bring him back to. Uh, They're Rob part of a Stark. different house. Oh. You'll see. Was I just, I felt bad. I felt bad for Jamie getting tortured, even though he is a bad guy. Uh, another thing. Even though he killed his own family member to get out of. <laughs> no, he fucks a, his sister. And he fucks his sister. And he killed his, he killed his cousin to get out of the killed, thing. Right. There's something fucking charming about that dude, though. Uh, him him and Brienne's uh, relationship is very interesting. They're a little flirty. She even like Brienne she, is teaching him honor. Yeah, she 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 tries to lift him up where he's like he breaks down after the hand. And he's she's like she's like get over it. You sound like a bloody woman. It's like you are the Kingslayer. Well, Jamie admires Brienne or learns to admire her because Brienne is so loyal to what her duty is supposed to be. How great a character is she? She's amazing. She's, awesome. She's fucking an amazing character. She, we, she, like, she she is one of the only characters in the show that you root for probably the entire time. Yeah. 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 But that's the great thing. If you could just make a story out of one character yeah. in this, yeah. you could take any of the characters and it'd be an interesting story. You could make a whole movie just about yeah. the one yeah. character. They're, that, they're so fleshed out. She's honorable. She does the right thing. We get to see her in a dress. It's kind of funny. She looks good in that dress. Uh, <laughs> And yes, I'm, oh, I like her better than the armor. I kind of, yeah. I kind of want them to bang because I, I, feel, I feel this, uh, this tension, this relationship. Okay. But maybe it's more brother and sister. Although we know how he feels about sisters, so <laughs> I don't way. think brother and sister for Jamie Lannister <laughs> means, doesn't mean no. the same yeah. name to anyone else. In open season. Yes. Uh, I loved also. Uh, I love that part where Tywin is talking to the uh, Tyrell grandmother. Because oh yeah, they're trying to uh, they're trying to make both a deal. Devious motherfuckers, yeah. so good because he wants uh, Cersei to marry Loras, and uh, <laughs> he's like, "Your son is a sword swallower." She's like, "Oh, he's a sword swallower," but at least he doesn't fuck his sister. And he's like, "All right, look, I'll forget about that if you forget about the sister fucking, and we get this deal done." And then he like threatens her, and she does agree. That was that was great. Yeah. Yeah, Graham, Granny Tyrell is fucking nice. Dude, all the Tyrells. She's got great lines. Marjorie Tyrell is super manipulative, and she's playing fucking Joffrey like a fiddle. 
It's it's awesome. I, I love how they're using Sansa Stark as a chess piece. I felt bad for her. Yeah, uh, she's just got no agency whatsoever. No, she's just being pushed around like you marry him. Now you marry him. Now what what are you supposed to do? And fucking Littlefinger is fucking with her. And uh, uh, I loved. Oh, there's so many things. Okay. Another guy I felt really bad for. Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> Where's Theon at? So Theon uh, was tortured and then released apparently we thought it was by sent by his sister and he's taken out and he, he he they're they're on their way to the sister and he breaks down and he gets you feel really bad for him cuz he's like I'm not a Stark I'm not a, a great joy I'm nothing and the guy brings him back all the way back around right to the same torture room oh, he's was, a sicker form of torture I was like oh shit and then and then there's two girls rubbing on him and the whole time First of all, his torture, I couldn't watch what he was doing to his finger. Like, that made me really uncomfortable. He's flaying him. Yes. I could. I, 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 I literally could not look at the screen. I had to look away. I was like, this is fucking painful. See that I watched. Holy shit. And then uh, they cut his you dick off. sadomasochist. They fucking cut. I'm just kidding. They castrate <laughs> the poor guy after getting him yeah. hard. And the whole time those girls were teasing him, I was like, this is not going to end well. This is very bad. Now, do you... Do you see what I'm talking about? Where the guy that they cast for the uh, Inhumans is the bad guy. That's, he's a fucking great bad that's guy. That's Maximus, isn't it? Yeah, it is yeah. Maximus. Which he, I don't even know what his name is right now. You don't know who he is. You want is. you want you want him to die immediately. Yes. He, that guy's a fucking prick. He, in my opinion, now I'm further along than you, Emran, but this isn't spoiling that he is worse than Joffrey. Oh my god. Yeah, he is a sick, and apparently in the books he's even a sicker motherfucker. Jesus. So yeah, I'm still. So I'm not- when you see like these actors that are capable of doing great things and they're in these milk toast roles in some <laughs> ABC show, that it sucks. just makes you like, eh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like There's you know, this guy's got more in a him. A lot. Of, yeah. Theon, Theon is another great example of someone that you should probably hate, but now you're like, felt, dude, oh, I don't know. Nobody deserves. Nobody <laughs> right. deserves that guy. Yeah, when you're dickless, like you got a little bit of sympathy. fucking emotional. Did you get to the scene where he's with the sausage or no? Not yet. Okay. All right. <laughs> I love, here's another thing I love. Wargs. A little bit of magic. A little bit oh, of putting yeah. yourself in uh, the power. Who did he put himself into? Uh, well, the the one uh, wildling was was in the bird, and that's when you hear him. And then you find out that Bran is a warg. Bran is you a warg. You meet Jojen Reed. Uh, still, they he hasn't put himself into anything yet. He's having these dreams. He's trying to catch the raven. All right. Uh, but you see raven. that the wildlings have a warg as the well. The wildlings also yeah. have a warg, and, and Jon Snow has some funny, funny lines to that guy. Uh, speaking of the wildlings, that what's fu- Jon Snow up to? Oh, Jon Snow, not a virgin anymore. Uh, <laughs> banged by the he, sexy he obviously knows egrets. something. Yeah, he was. Uh, she really liked what he did with his tongue. What'd you do there? How'd you do that? He's like, I thought Jon no- Jon Snow didn't know shit. You but know he knows something, something, but he knows how to use his tongue. She's hot, dude. Egret, I like Egret. She's uh, like Egret. She's sexy. I like her. I like how she's like. Why would a woman? What's what's swooning? What's fainting? It's like when a woman sees blood and collapses. She's like, why would a woman see blood and collapse? Like she doesn't get it. So good. Uh, they climb the wall, which is crazy. And now they're over the wall and they're heading south. Yeah, so they're yeah they're getting their that's exactly they're it. On their way to Castle Black. They're not on their way to Castle Black. They're just trying to get over the wall and and all right, they kind cl- of they, attack they, from the other side. Yeah, so they oh to come around and attack. Yeah, okay, yeah. so they climb the wall, which was that that guy was making crazy faces climbing that wall. That was a pretty cool scene. <laughs> Fucking, uh, and then the the thing breaks. Let's talk about Daenerys. I said it right. 
Uh, thanks to Dalhauer. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Why watching, did you correct uh, me, you asshole? Yeah, you didn't correct well, us, Well, listen, man. I don't correct you when you say Daenerys wrong, and I don't connect <laughs> Ant- correct Anthony when he says Darkseed. I just Darkseed. don't. I just let, let people enjoy oh, that. Shit. <laughs> we say a lot of things wrong. It's okay. But Daenerys Targaryen... Looking for an army buys eight thousand slaves called the Unsullied. That's one of the best scenes in all. This of was the, show they, the way they slow played the fact that one the Valerian king is just t- being so abusive to her and talking shit, and the translator is kind of softening it. And I'm like, I just wanted to turn around and speak Valerian. Come on, give it to me. Three episodes, they do that, and finally at the end, and she gives him a dragon. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Of course, she knows exactly what she's doing. She's badass. She does speak Valerian. Fucking burns the motherfucker with one word to the dragon and and frees the slaves and they still want to fight. So while she's building this army, she's also freeing slaves because she knows what it's like to be a slave. I, that scene when she turns around and starts speaking Valerian. So great. To him, oh, my God. I, I've watched that scene probably <laughs> at least 10 times. What does she say? Dragons aren't pets. She Yeah, she goes, dragons aren't pets <laughs> and like slaves. Like, and she's speaking in full Valerian. She's like, I'm. Uh, Daenerys Targaryen of House of Tar- Daenerys Stormborn House of Targaryen. Uh, my mother is, speaks Valerian, or I have the Valerian it's her tongue. Mother's and tongue. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah. she's like Dracarius. Yeah. He fucking torches the guy, and then she frees those other slaves. She got another she frees all the two hundred thousand yeah. from that other place. Where oh, is she where she. How do you like that? them dragons though? The dragons are looking better. They're getting bigger. Uh, they're pretty awesome. They're by her side. They still have not reached their potential. Oh, I, I bet they have it. They just. I mean, they, I'm talking about even in production value. Oh wow! It, it definitely looks better. Yeah, she tells that other guy. She's like, uh, "You're gonna free all the slaves, and here's my gift to you. I'm gonna let you live. Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> She's back. Which, was she? Which city was that? That was uh, uh Yupkai or something. Oh, Yunkai. Yunkai. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I know where you're at now. Okay. So does she? So. I don't know if she has the, those slaves as her army. She now. doesn't have Yunkai yet. Okay, I think where she's you're got at. eight thousand, and that those scenes are great where they're all lined up. And uh, she's got the Unsullied man. The Unsullied are some of the best warriors, dude. You know what was great that episode? Episode six called the climb, the one where they're climbing the wall, but yeah. uh, also the analogy that Littlefinger makes to chaos. And, it's a ladder. Uh, yes, he says chaos is not a pit; it's a ladder you have to climb. And you see how. He he's he was trying to get married to Lord Aaron to be a lord because they were like he has wealth and land he just needs an army. But he's got all these just wants to be wants power. Man. I hate the way he talks now. The more I see it, like he's so fucking. He talks like a snake. Sansa Stark. It's so creepy. It's sleazy. It's chaos. He's a ladder. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> uh, Arya is Arya, hanging out. She she's hanging out with the Brotherhood. Okay. The last thing that happened is she ran off and the hound grabbed her. And that was Oh, nice. That was the last I saw. But that flaming sword battle uh, with the hound and the flaming sword and the guy's been brock pad to life six times. Yeah. That was pretty bad. That was pretty badass. That's the reason the hound lives. Yeah, cuz he cuz he, he did him. kill him. Uh but then the guys like, "Uh yeah, it takes a little bit out of me every time." So did the hound did he like take Arya or is it at this point? Oh uh, yeah, she was running off and uh he grabbed her from like he just steps out of the woods and grabs her. Okay. And that's so, all I saw. The hound and Arya stuff is some of my favorite stuff I've seen. I really hope that they cuz she hates him, she wants to kill him, but I feel he's like He's on the list. Yeah, he's on the list, but I feel like they can they're very similar people and they're going to they're going to be friendly. They're going to be friends. Might be read, you might or may or may not be reading that correctly. Really? Nah, I'm, just, like, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> well, you'll see. Oh, that's some all. of the best I stuff. Have a, I have a theory that she's going to kill him. I know. I kind of want them to be friends because uh, I think he cares for her a little bit in a weird way. 
Uh, okay, the craziest shit that... Yeah, but that's not justice. That's not poetic justice. No, because he did kill uh, a bunch of people. He, well, he also killed friends. the butcher's boy. And the butcher's boy, which is why she's... Which she is Ario's friend. Yeah, she, and they were... Yeah, she's like, he's a murderer. I saw him. And uh, she was pissed that... There's more to the hound than... Well, Garrett, you already yes, noticed. Yes. And there's more to the hound than just being a fucking murderer. The old Bernie face, like, he's got a soft side. He's got He's like. A, he's got a heart. There's something there. Get I know on with it. There's something there. Uh, the craziest thing in the wildlings, when the fucking mutiny of the crows and they kill Castor and they kill Mormont uh, and the shit just hits the fan because they're cold and they're hungry and Castor isn't giving them any food... That was nuts. I did not see that coming. I was like, holy shit. Oh, shit. And then Samuel grabs Gilly because she's had a boy and they fucking book. He's like, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Uh, and they're kind of hanging out in the woods. But what's going to happen? What happens to them? That's that's nuts. I did I did not think Caster was asking There's for it. Some, the, uh, I know you asked me. I'll just throw in that. What happens after that is there's some disturbing shit that's going to happen. More disturbing. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, speaking of disturbing. Littlefinger yes. talking to Varys and figuring out that Roz was spying on him. Yeah. Uh, and I love, and like we said, we always thought Roz was hot. And he's like, luckily I had a friend who wanted to try new things. And yeah. so I, uh, and he offered to take her. And you see fucking Joffrey's using her as target practice. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. my God. She's got several arrows in her. She's got a brutal death. She's they done. don't show it, but they, oh. they, show, they show the the arrow. There's one in her heart, yes, arm, all, leg. like going all the way up and down. There's and also oh one in her vagina. Oh shit! I did yeah. not notice that. He is a little fucking Joffrey dude. What a fucking little perverted, twisted fuck. Yeah, I was they sad all to see Roz go. Yeah, I was sad. That, to that see. actually disappointed me because Roz was gonna be. It seemed like they were building her up for more, and then they just fucking killed her off screen. Exactly. I hate that. I didn't like, like that. I did not like that. Oh. Every time you like someone, yes. That's it. I did. Was, I remember at the end, she was like giving news and she was like, I'm going to start taking control of my life, basically. Yeah, she's like a four. She's like, I'm not in that business anymore. She was looking out for Sansa Stark. She told Shay. Oh, that was also another great moment where <laughs> Tyrion has to tell Sansa that he has to marry her with Shay fucking standing right next to her. I was like, yeah, that's great. That's awkward. <laughs> that's going to be awkward. And Sansa is supposed to be like 15. Oh, uh, Tyrion's God. like in his 40s. She's like, uh, he's going to put a baby in me. I don't know well, what to do. Tywin, Tyrion's Tywin's last chance at continuing the direct Lannister line. Uh, yeah, they need a male. They need a male Lannister. Uh, what about, uh, well, well, Jamie's fucking his. Uh, Jamie, well, they don't know where, what's up with Jamie. That's right true. Now. They they probably yeah. think he's dead. That's right. And Jamie's part of the King's Guard. Oh, the that's King's right. Guard, he's celibate. Yes, you can't do anything. That's a good point. So it is, it's up to Tyrion too. It's up to that Make little a, fuck, a boy that little Lannister, to fucking continue the Lannister line. How peed off, pissed off he is Tywin? He has a bunch of kids. He doesn't even know. He probably about. does. They're all bastards, yeah. though. But like Bron was telling him, he's like, "It's fine. You can uh, you wet her, put a baby in her, and you hang out with Shay in the other time. That's good. Like that's what everybody does." What do you think no of Bron? I love Bron. Bron's great. great. I love where yeah. he's like, "I'm a knight. You got to pay me double." And the guy's like, "I don't make any more money, so I don't know what you want from me." <laughs> yeah, he's a great character too. Uh, there's so many, there's great, so many great characters. characters. How about yeah. this? This was hilarious. Pop. Where's Rob at? Oh, Rob. Okay, so Rob has figured out that uh, he, he he figured out a plan, but he needs the help of the phrase. So he goes to see the phrase and promises um another dude to marry their daughter. 
Yeah, they the the freak children come in right and yes, the, yeah, the, the two, two sons, the two yeah. sons because I guess the 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 uh, their dad is like really sick, yeah. and he's like this fine, but you and the guy doesn't want to marry her. He's like at least like can I get to see her at least? So he he promises his uncle, ah, I believe, yes. which is uh, one of the Tullys. Yes, it's a Tully, and they're like he wanted a king, but they are going to be they're going to have to settle for that. Uh, but then Talisa, a great, great seed with, uh, Talisa naked, then just hanging out and she's just writing a letter. Like it was really sweet. And she tells him that she's pregnant. Oh shit. She got a baby in her. So yeah. young up. wolf has created another wolf. The young wolf has created another wolf. So that's, that's booyah. Uh, if that baby actually gets born, uh, I'd be highly doubtful probably in this fucking world. Jesus, uh, I don't expect her. Maybe she'll be. I don't know. She could be dead next episode. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Where? What else is going on? Uh, the funniest thing: uh, uh, Tyrion's little squire, Podrick. Podrick. Apparently, he's a sexual stud. The, the he's fu- so good. <laughs> the fucking uh, the prostitutes gave the money back. They wouldn't tell him what he did. They're like, we don't want this money. He was that good, and everyone's like, what the fuck did he do? You got to make him tell you. Podrick's great. Fucking Podrick. <laughs> it's amazing. For the first, I love that scene the first time, and he gives him three. Tyrion gives him three to play with. He gives him three, and then he walks on, doesn't have to pay. No, and he brings the money back. He's like, no, yeah. they, did, they didn't want it. strong pimp, pimp hand. That is yeah. a strong pimp hand. The pod, Podrick's great. I like Podrick. You are on the, I mean, you what? You said episode seven? Yeah, so I got three You are on the cusp, oh, man, man. Of, of dying. I got oh my god! They're, so they're just you were about to you were going to be shitting your pants. They're just setting immensely. all this up. They're setting me up for a big fucking thing. Mm. Mm, I can't yeah, wait. There's gonna be so much strife in your future. I can't, I can't wait. No, bring it. I'm ready. There's the Game of Thrones season three, three quarters of season three. So where, do you, where, do you, where do you rate this uh, this this installment? Fuck it, it just it gets better. It gets better every time, and it's it's really hard to rate this because it is it's it's everything is so tied together, and you have to take the whole journey for this shit to be this impactful. Uh, the fa- there's more sexy time so far this season. I like that, but there's a lot of uncomfortable like things that literally I feel lightheaded and physically uncomfortable watching. Not the gay stuff. The fucking torture <laughs> stuff. You love. <laughs> that, that shit. I'm, I'm rewind and I'll fucking play it in two times. Let's watch. Wait, I'll, I I'll, that. I'll, I'll admit the the scene where Theon's getting not only his finger cut off, but then the them flying to the yeah. Well, that and then the, them walking up to him to cut off his dick. I was, I like, was oh. really hoping they weren't actually going to show that. I was like, I'm about to faint right now, and they cut away and it went out of focus. I was like, thank fucking god, that's enough. You really, it's I, you don't need to show me. I have the mental image. Wow. So poor Theon. Yeah. And I love feeling sorry for these characters. I'm really confused as to who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. A little now, bit. Could you go back to watching the flash after that? Uh, it's going to be very hard. It's going to be very, very, even though. See, that's why, like, I mean, I'm, I've been watching Game of Thrones this whole time. Yeah. So when you're like yeah. trying to, yeah. I'm trying to watch these WB shows and all this shit. I'm I like, feel like even the, the, fuck wa- are they the walking sometimes? dead is trying to be like Game of Thrones at times. Cause there's been a couple of really gross out scenes, but they can't, they can't hit it. They did. They maybe did for like a second and then they just can't Yeah, but hit it. walking dead has let you down. Yes. Yes. It yes, has. Yes. It has done it. Like it's a jumped multitude the shark. of times. Yeah. This Game of Thrones has not done it at this point in time. But also, what's not fair is how much money they spend on these episodes. Because I got an article here for the final season of the Game of Thrones, season eight. 
Ah, uh, and yes. they are going to be spending reportedly fifteen million dollars. Whoa, per that was more than I thought. Oh, I thought it was like ten million. Ten million was what it used to be, but like you guys said, they just keep throwing money at this show. Uh, fifteen million per episode for nice. its final season, and they know how to spend money. Well, listen, so. like you remember the beginning of Game of Thrones? You never even saw battles. Yeah, nope. They just mentioned them in passing, yeah. and then also you start seeing battles. Then. As you get to where Anthony's at, you see battles, and they're on like a like a movie scale yeah. battle. Yeah. yeah, and then and as far as the dragons, they have to keep you know making those better, and the effects for that better. This, so yeah, I'll I'll let me jump in. Yeah, it's watching Game of Thrones makes it tough for me to want to ever go back to something on the CW. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. It makes all TV hard. And we were you know we talked about plus the locations. Uh, we talked about where do they it's film beautiful. this show? This in Mashable, this article from Mashable has a little bit of information. They say the first season primarily filmed in Belfast, Northern Ireland uh, on sets there. And then in Malta for the warm exteriors season two, they expanded to include Croatia and Iceland season three added Morocco for the scenes in slavers Bay. And by season three, it was normal for the show to film simultaneously in four countries at once. Oh, shit. Uh, you're, you're just hitting the... Yeah, you haven't even gone to Doran, baby. Dude, but like this show is filming in... This is a TV show filming in four fucking countries at once. It's it's crazy. So these these locations are fantastic. The sets are unbelievable. That They're built on site at these places. I would prefer Fuck. if they just reused New York as China. <laughs> Why don't we just do Hey, that dock <laughs> looks like Beijing. Just set up the cameras yeah. over there. I mean, can you really like, can you stomach it? Like yeah. after you see what they do art wise on this show? Yeah. No. And like, and they're never going to be a comic book show that's done to this level. Like, no. you know, Game of Thrones. Unbelievable. It, it's just, it, may, it never, may never happen again. So it may never happen. A couple of comparison numbers. Uh, they said FX Legion costs about $4 million an episode. Westworld's budget was $10 million an episode. Game of Thrones season one. Around six million an episode, so they've more than doubled the money they're fucking putting in the show, and it's uh, of course it's paying off. Westworld could be the next. I show feel I have does. a feeling that that that's gonna be that's what they want. But they're, you're talking about Imran. You're talking about fucking seven seasons yeah, of Game of yeah. Thrones versus one season of Westworld that was good. Yeah. But they got and they got a lot. They, if they yeah. could continue yeah. it, you know, I can't. I just can't believe that Rugboy's been watching all these shows while watching Game of Thrones. Know, they can right? still keep up and <laughs> right? watch watch shit like. Legends of Tomorrow. Good shit. I know. I can't. It's just, it ruins all the TV. But look, listen, I'm at the precipice of something big in the show. So next week, hopefully, I'll have gotten to. I'll try I to can't get wait until you season. get to, to what we, I really want to talk about yes. season three. So I'm, I'm trying to power through it. That's just finding time to watch all the shit. And now there's all the shit on TV. Uh, let's get to some feedback and we will wrap it up here. We got an email from somebody new. A listener who's never written in before. Remember two episodes back, I, we talked about the It box office, and I just threw out there, if you see the movie, uh, write in. Let us know what you think. This dude, Dale Steinhoffel. This guy's never written in before. Hi, Dale. Thanks for writing in. He writes, my bandmates, and I saw It Thursday, uh, September 7th, at the Alamo Draft House in Omaha, Nebraska. My thoughts on the movie? I thought it was absolutely fantastic. From Pennywise, the Losers Club, the adults, the overall atmosphere of the movie worked all, all worked so well together. The kids, all of them played off each other so well. I think people really enjoy the kids' interaction so much because they can really see themselves as one of the characters. Pennywise was extremely creepy. All of his little ticks and quirks really brought him to life. 
I'm not going to go into any spoilers, but when you're watching the movie, make sure you pay attention to as much as you can. There are some things I did not catch that I really wish I had seen. I know a lot of people are saying that it's not that scary, and I think that's where the marketing had failed partially. It's not super scary, but it is extremely intense. My hair stood up quite a few times, and it was really funny. The best explanation I can offer is that this is not an extremely scary movie, but here's why. This is a movie about their fears, not a movie to fear. It's a lot more psychological than people think. Long story short, it was good. Later, Dale S. Thanks for writing in. I got to say, Dale. Dale S., first time writing in. Very very well-written email. This guy very can write, put sentences together and shit. Yeah. That's very good. There's paragraphs. Uh, proper punctuation. Very good. Well done. You get you get an A+. Plus. Uh, we have an email from Joe Henry. Some comments from our last episode. The guy uh, with vitiligo on his dick. Yes, that is correct. Oh, Joe Henry has been like, oh, on his dick. Wait, did we talk was about that, a, that in was the that main a post-show show thing? Who cares? I, I, I just it exposed doesn't it. Matter. It's, uh, it's out there now. Uh, <laughs> Joe, sorry, Joe. Uh, Joe writes in, Imran, please have Del Hauer. We just lost our donation. Uh, I think Joe I Henry. just heard him uh, undo his Patreon. Different patron, Joe yeah. Henry. Please have Delhauer do The Dark Knight Rises. Even though I enjoyed the movie, there are so many things wrong with that film, including timeline inconsistencies. I was I the one who suggested it in my first email to the show, actually. Delhauer needs to make this happen. But tell that ginger to shut up next time he corrects you on how to say Daenerys. It's your show, and you can pronounce the mother of dragon's name however you want. Just joking, Matt's cool. I was wondering how long it will be before someone corrected you. Thanks again for making my drive to work enjoyable on a Monday. Joe Henry, old vitiligo dick Joe Henry. That was in the post show. If you want to hear the story, <laughs> sign up for the post show. <laughs> and then Adam Morris loved it. He says, sweet episode of What the Fuck Happened. Such a bizarre flick. And appreciate the shout outs. And uh, I'll put this article. He linked us to an article about a human echolocator, a, a blind dude who like clicks and can find his way around with the, the clicks and, and listening to it. And scientists have studied it. They've tried to replicate it uh, for a breakthrough in uh, echolocation. So. That's a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback. A lot of. Let me, before yes. anyone leaves the show I just want to we already kind of mentioned him but quick shout out to <laughs> Hugh Hefner Illinois grad same school I went to what are your feelings what are your feelings on Hugh Hefner uh playboy baby uh, <laughs> the dude's a pip man he's a don he's the fucking li- dude 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 was living dude didn't even need to die to go to heaven he was fucking <laughs> living the great the is best that the life you'd want Anthony if you could trade, if oh, you could yeah, trade? Was, oh my gosh <laughs> I feel like that he was a complicated man and he his magazine represents, unfortunately, gets just talked about because there's naked chicks in it. But it's it's way more than that. His magazine had yeah. a, a, a lot of social commentary, and uh, he was he was he was a leftist. He was a very progressive dude, and he was uh, into the civil rights movement and everything like that. Well, here's a couple of things he did. He wanted he loved comic books. He wanted to be a comic book artist. He would you would get the best page rate. Uh, if you got your cartoon published in Playboy, and for a long time, that was an honor. That was prestige to have an illustration or cartoon published in Absolutely. Playboy. He Harvey Kurtzman, who started Mad Magazine, worked there. He got Milt Caniff to draw for him, who was like the father of the comic was strip. A big guy. Kent Williams, From so Wolverine yep. Havoc meltdown. A lot of great illustrators and cartoonists. They loved the medium and supported it and paid him incredible page rates. Also, we never would have got Alex Haley's Malcolm X autobiography if it wasn't for the interviews in. Uh, Playboy. Uh, Alex Haley uh, interviewed Miles Davis, Malcolm X, uh, and they ran these in uh, Playboy magazine, which was very progressive in the fucking 63 for them to do. So, F. 
Lived a good life. Hey, man. How old was he? 90 something? 91. 91. Yeah, like, that's a full life. But he died at 69. <laughs> <laughs> no there was another joke that was made, too. They were like, uh, Hef- Hugh Hefner dead. Evidence uh, supports foreplay <laughs> instead of foul play. The, the, the heaven thing was a joke because it was like, it was like, how, where does Hugh Hefner go if he's gone, been yeah. living in heaven his entire the grotto life? Grotto in the sky. <laughs> right. Anyways. It's, heaven's got to be way more yeah. boring. There's compared to what Hef's done. <laughs> you think he was fucking all them girls? I think he fucked a lot at, of them at, at his age. I don't know. I mean, at his age, wa- you think? I mean, how, how, how strong have, is? Yeah, but like we have, Yeah, there's Viagra. It's pretty fucking strong. And he could probably afford. Yeah. He could afford the top shelf <laughs> stuff. Probably. He had, he probably had a, yeah. just a room full of. Full he could of probably it, afford right? that shit. You just inject straight into your penis. You want to know what the thing that was really confusing for me is like back in 2015, 2015. Yeah. They took away the nudity out of place. Yes. Uh, that was actually, it was last year, 2016. And they also, when they did that, they stopped printing cartoons. They, they, they put a ban on cartoons. Now his son runs Playboy and he's actually overturned the ban on the nudity, but they still are not printing the, the comics. Do you think in this, you know, new kind of world where everybody's like, uh, uh, sensitive about things, do you think there's a place for a magazine with nudity in it? And it, I mean, in England and in Italy and Europe, it's not even a fucking big deal. But we're still like very Puritan about it, yes. and very reserved and high strung about sexuality. We're very so do repressed. Think, do you think that if we start that there's a place for something like this anymore? Or is this Hefner is like he's gone the way of the dodo? Well, there, if you're super left, you should be OK with it, I would assume. Although although you would have to want you would probably argue that there should be male dick flying around also, as well yeah yeah it'd have to be both but, right if, uh, yeah so you if you have a magazine it has to have equal opportunity nudity you can't just have so. any kind of or, or or you'd have to have a magazine that publishes one for girls and one for guys but then playgirl, but then that playgirl might be exists. there was playgirl that's true i don't know i have no idea you know, and like larry trump was like his magazine or uh larry flint his magazine was dirtier and i think that's still around i think hustlers hustlers Playboy's always been like the artsy, the classy it's, way to tasteful, get it. Yeah. Tasteful, but yeah. I mean, you got to unreal, but you also got to think how many of those play those Playboy bunnies uh, were their lives enriched later on or did it uh How many afterwards? people in the world do you think Playboy's given their first orgasm to? Oh, probably a lot. <laughs> Billion? Do you have, okay, let, let me <laughs> ask you a question that's different. Millions, obviously. All right, now, both of you. Have you ever purchased the Playboy magazine? I have not. Oh, like bought? I think I bought one because I forget why. It was like a well, special edition. The minute I turned 18, I was like, <laughs> I'm right at passage. Yes. I can buy Not because this. I wanted to see naked chicks because I've already, at that point, I've already been spoiled. But like, um, I just did it as like, I'm 18 years old. I can buy a pack of cigarettes and I can buy a Playboy magazine. So let's do it. What we would do is when we were like in eighth grade, we would go to the, the store, the convenience store, and we would just pull the magazine out and start flipping through it until the cashier yelled at us and then we'd run out. <laughs> yes. That's back in the day where you, you were before the internet, where you could just before the internet, just right. Google boobs and then like be inundated with, with, yeah. with billions of different boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it yeah, that's a weird I either thing. had to I either had to I either had to wait till I could get home. I really wouldn't even go on the computer all that much to look at them. I'd either go to the store or I'd wait till like 1130 at night and turn on Cinemax 
and watch a little Skinamax. <laughs> you know what's funny is they like they didn't know how big the internet was going to be, and they for a long time somebody else had bought Playboy.com, and, oh, and they right? couldn't get it because like I wanted like shit tons of money. But I think eventually they did acquire it. Yeah, I think that really like Playboy status went down in the toilets after the the internet's like took over. Oh yeah, it was dead. It was dead it, on the water because you didn't you didn't need a print it, it magazine. It probably went down in in terms of like fapping. Yeah, but it, I think it always maintained its classiness in that it never showed like Bush or or like it showed Bush, but not as like not insertion extravagant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or it, it was always that. It was still had an air of dignity to it, and they, I mean they they did have good articles and like prominent writers. <laughs> did they? Uh, write, yeah, dude, I'm Alan sure Taylor uh, wrote Roots. I, I just wish one day I could party in the mansion. Probably will never happen, but I wonder cool. what's going to happen to his property and everything now. Oh, they're going to come out know. the where women are going to come out the woodwork for that. There's blood. There's going to be blood in the water. Yeah, all these people are going to claim he had like a bunch of wives. First of all. He did have a lot of and wives. He had a bunch of kids. He's like Robert Baratheon. Where are all the Hefner bastards coming out of the world? Yeah, it's going to be the game of Kill all the bastards. I must rule the Hef- Hefner mansion. <laughs> it's like his fucking son fucked his yeah. wife. <laughs> and didn't know it's it. It's a bastard child, yeah. <laughs> okay, on that awkward right. note, we're going to end the show. Rugs, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. <laughs> And um, see me. Uh, you can see his picture in the Twitter. Listen, subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you want, but definitely give us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. You could do it in the new app if you've updated to iOS 11. You can leave a review right there from the Apple Podcast page. And of course, tell a friend, spread the geekery. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> I beat you. I beat you to it. You got your hand off my penis. That's what that's what Theon was saying. Game of Thrones heavy. Oh my god. Jogging nerd.